2: Thank you.
3: Thank you once again for coming to Bard's Logic, political talk, part of the conservative and grassroots conversation. Another week, another uh, impeachment uh, information and (laughs) political theater, as I call it. Now we have the articles of impeachment out, and they are for none other than – Obstruction of Congress and abuse of power. Now, how nebulous, how, uh, you know, ambiguous, how subjective uh, can you get? Now, we have an idea of where this is going to go. Folks. I mean, a lot of us here think that this is just a big waste of time. And, and the longer this goes on, and some are saying, oh my gosh, they're rushing impeachment. Perhaps they are compared to other impeachments, and, and they're rushing it because they they have nowhere to go with it, and they know it. And why they're continuing with it, I, I don't know.
4: But he, here's
3: here's the thing: this is going to be for our question and discussion tonight. Again, we we we're pretty much we're pretty much know pretty much confident on where we know this is going to go. Uh, they will. They'll impeach Trump. The House will, without any or very little bipartisanship, bipartisan support. Uh, it's going to go to the Senate. It'll be interesting to see what comes from the, you know, the Senate. So maybe this discussion is a little premature. But of course, we can revisit it. It's just I was thinking what I'm getting ready to say tonight. Uh, you know, earlier this week, so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to bring it on my show, or the show. Uh, and see what people you know, and see what people think when listening, and you email me comments things of that nature. But here, here's what I think, and here's what I wonder: Will anyone face consequences for the coup against President Trump? And that is the topic and title of our show tonight. Uh, is that you know when it's all said and done, it's still going to be a while again. And, you know maybe this is premature to answer this question, but since I asked myself this question the uh, the other night, I thought. And we're going to talk about it on the show. Well, of course, we'll have our normal, you know, articles and discussion and audio, you know, of some of the things that are out there that may not be uh, being talked about that much. Also, points uh, that are being made. Like, we got some audio here from uh, Jim Jordan, you know, that he he had, and he makes uh, some great points. And we'll hear some more about Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden. We'll also hear about some things with Nancy Pelosi's. Son in Ukraine, which I find it interesting, uh, that a lot of these people they have dealings with Ukraine. Why Ukraine? I, you know, I don't know what. Well, besides they could probably thought they could get away with the corruption and make a lot of money. But, but that being said, and let's even say that that's coming out and that's going to be proven, and we're going to talk about some of those things tonight as well. But is anyone going to face consequences? Is anything going to happen to Trump? Nothing is going to happen to Trump. I don't think. I think that you know, and 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 I think there should be. But I don't. I don't think there's going to be any consequences for Trump. I, I think it actually. This is actually helping him. And I think. And I'm starting to think that this is the beginning of him actually. And I complained about this, and long-term listeners know this. That I've complained that well, Trump said he's going to drain the swamp. Maybe this is going to be his way of doing it. Maybe this is going to be his way of draining the swamp, and and this is how he's exposing the left. This is how he's exposing the, you know, career bureaucrats and uh, the deep state, as some call it. Maybe that's why he's going to expose it before uh, draining it. Let let let's hope. Maybe this is actually the beginning, and we've been wanting it for three years now. Uh, so maybe this is actually the beginning of Trump draining uh, the swamp, and so let let's hope. But beyond you know, so is anything actually going to happen? I mean, are we going to see? Any consequences? Is Comey, who's out there parading around, you know, acting like he's vindicate, vindicated because of the IG report, is anything going to happen to him? My gosh, I, I hope so, uh, because he was the one who signed off on three of the renewals you know, for the FISA warrant that the IG report basically said was BS because all those mistakes. And, and Rush made a great – Rush Limbaugh made a great point today when he say, stated, look, they made 17 inaccuracies, mistakes, whatever. A couple of them thrown in here and there, that's incompetence. But 17 of them, that's purposeful. And I don't know if he used the word purposeful, but that's the word I'm using. That's purposeful. you know. And I get a guy on Twitter saying, you know, Robert, all oh, you need to use your common sense. Well, how is it not using your common sense? To see that there's 17 – and I'm talking to liberals here, and God, I wish we'd get more of those in the show, and I'll invite some here on Twitter later. Um, but my gosh, I mean how can you not see that? It's obvious right there, and, and that's what I think was a little disingenuous about the IG report. I think it gave I, you know, red meat to both the Republicans and the Democrats. Of course, the Democrats are now coming out, and the only thing they're talking about, of course, and you're hearing this you know, as Val uh, him saying, I don't see there's any political bias. Are, 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 you, my, are you kidding? No, Barr and Durham you know, calling foul on it, and I think well they should, because how can you have these many mistakes and and say, no, 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 there's there's no bias in starting here. It was totally grounded. You know, to, to, you know, there's total grounds of of starting this invest you know, so you know, get the these things started for this investigation. You know, into a Russian interference in our election. You know, now why Obama and and, and his administration and those around him didn't worry about that when it was happening? Well, because they thought Hillary Clinton was going to win. You know, that's why they didn't want to do anything about it. But so with Comey, you know, back to that. So Comey slides off. Is anything going to happen to Comey? Frankly, even after all the hubbub, I don't think so. I mean, he's a smug bastard. You know, he's a son of a bitch. And so you know, he's smug, and hopefully he's smug without a reason. I would love to see that smug smile get wiped off his face. I don't think it's going to happen. I hope it happens, but I don't think anything's going to happen. I don't think anything's going to happen to anything. Do I think anything's going to happen to Biden?
4: No, for his
3: quid pro quo. Now, is he going to be president of the United States? I doubt it, and I really don't think the quid pro quo is going to really be – A reason why he doesn't. I mean, it should make. I still think it should make the commercials, but I I think it's going to be more of his gas uh, than anything that's actually going to harm uh, Joe Biden. And at this point, I really do think that he's going to end up being uh, the the nominee. I mean, I I don't see anybody else really uh, being the nominee uh, for the for the Democrats. And so, and I don't, and I, I I mean, he won't, he won't beat Trump. I mean, and so so no I don't think that and then biden he'll go go he'll go to the you know into the sunset is what I think after two thousand twenty and so, but what about his son? anything gonna happen up the hunter Biden? no, nothing's gonna happen to him. Is anything gonna happen to any of these f b i uh people you know lied to the FISA corps or gave um misinformation anything gonna happen to any of them no. Is anything going to happen to Adam Schiff and the lies and, uh, you know, about the whistleblower and the Congress and anything going to happen to Schiff? No. Would he get kicked out, not kicked out of office? Would he get voted out of office? Probably not. Not because, but just because of where he is uh, politically. I mean, he may get someone to primary him out, but I I don't even know. I I hope to see that there are going to be consequences you know, to these people. I, at this point in time, don't think uh, that there's going to. And, you know, maybe I put the cart before the horse on tonight's show, uh, you know, but we're going to revisit some of the you know, things that, you know, need to be looked into, uh, you know, deeper. And maybe we're going to hear some things tonight that you haven't heard before. Uh, we're going to hear great, you know, great job of, of what uh, Jim Jordan, i tell always well, it was Jim Jordan that the Republicans do get the House back In 2020, that's who I would like to see uh, be the Speaker of the House, Jim Jordan. I think he deserved it, even more than Nunes. I think he deserved it, and I think he earned it. And I think he'd be better than McCarthy, frankly, at being a uh, Speaker of the House for the the Republicans and and for Trump for that matter. Uh, And so I'm I'm really hoping (laughs) to see that. We're going to hear great points that he made. But I do see folks have already dialed in. Uh, thank you for coming to the show. If you like to, uh, make comment on my little salute there, uh, do you agree with me? Do you not agree with me? Do you have any information that you know could give us hope that someone, some way, or something's actually going to happen? Are we actually going to drain the swamp? Is someone actually going to get indicted? Is someone actually going to get in trouble for this stuff, or basically are we just wasting our time and our money? Um, and I think uh, I got Dr. Tobert on the line here. We'll chime in and then we'll get uh, some audio and uh. Uh, going and of course uh, the audio and the articles you'll hear from tonight uh, will uh, you can be able to access that entirely and see the video associated with the audio by going to the Bards Logic Newsroom at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com and I'm also on Twitter a lot. I just got one notification. We'll see what that uh, is going to come up with, but uh, if you like to uh, follow me on Twitter, speaking of that, um, you could go to here on uh, Blog Talk Radio. I got a link where you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, and you could see what you know what I'm doing there. It's always politics. I really don't. <laughs> I don't really tweet about much else. I don't even use Facebook that much anymore, uh, to be honest. Uh, but let's go ahead and get our input uh, from our friend Dr. Tolbert. Uh, and I'll get a little coffee here. Thank you very much, Dr. Tobert, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
1: Yeah, I thank you. And I'm going to just go over a couple things that you covered so people understand that back in uh, February last year, we requested a uh, review. Of indictment of the FBI and members of the FBI. And then uh, about two months ago, we sent articles to Barr and to the president on Twitter concerning uh, the rights of Barr going after and bringing charges against individuals. Uh, on Sunday, Barr filed uh, indictments against eight individuals that were connected to Schaefer, uh, Clinton, and other top senators of the Democratic Party. So there are now uh, individuals who are being uh, committed for indictment. Now, we did go after Pelosi and Schaefer also because we believe that they should also be indicted because even Pelosi's family were involved. In taking funds And there has been Treasonable action And bribery on the two When we get into this There are now No bribery charges Being brought against Trump Under the act of impeachment But the uh, Members of uh, the representatives Are now going after Trump on two separate charges And I've emailed you Both of the Links of what they're doing and how they're doing it. Um, they have decided that they cannot go after Trump under the bribery charge of Ukraine. So basically, and keeping it simple, they've made a decision that Trump has uh, misused the power of being the president, and therefore they were going to change uh, from the terminology of uh, indictment, of of impeachment uh, from the House uh, to, one, that he has committed um, executive uh, power uh, that violated the Constitution, uh, that he has also not allowed the Congress to commit and do the things that they're supposed to do. So this is your two new charges. There are Uh, 31 uh, representatives who are coming up for vote that may lose the position uh, to be in the House of Representatives if they follow through with the House uh, and Trump gets impeached. They need a total of 18 for impeachment. So of the 31, Uh, There's 18 needed, and currently there are nine Democrats in the House who have already vocalized that they're not going to be in agreement for the impeachment. So there's nine more needed in order to change the percentage of the House for the act impeachment. There's a new terminology they're using now. It's called censor, that they want the House, the authority to censor over the president uh, rather than the act of impeachment. The problem we're having, and I'm going to summarize this real quick, is Venezuela and other countries did the exact same things that the House of Representatives is currently doing, Um, except what they're doing is they're taking the power of the executive branch away and putting the power of equality Uh, into the Congress. But instead of Congress being the Senate and the House of Representatives, the House of Representatives is wanting to take over the power of the entire Congress. Now, people have to understand, even if the article of impeachment passes uh, in the House of Representatives, it has no authority. Uh, It has to go to the Senate, and the Senate is the one that actually Holds to trial, and of course the Senate has the majority that are Republicans, and therefore the 51 votes needed uh, to throw the whole thing out is a simple thing. So everybody that's watching what's happening, the expediting of the uh, Democrats in the House are now trying to get everybody moved uh, toward the impeachment uh, in order to disrupt We wrote an article uh, Two years, three years ago About Al Green out of Texas And I want everybody to understand Al Green is, is a uh, Representative uh, He worked uh, Out of Texas uh, He is a firm Believer of Muslim uh, The Sharia law uh, We've written articles About his uh, acts And so when you pull up Al Green, you have to understand that. The other thing that's happening is Sawyer's is now uh, joined another multi-billionaire. And I can't always get this guy's name, but he's out of California uh, in the computer business that Trump had visited. And now we're seeing multi-billionaires formulating in the United States. And the last thing I want to cover that you may cover later is the one on climate control. Uh, the UN, again, is coming after the United States uh, to spend money on climate control. Uh, we've, again, we've asked that the president remove himself from that. He has put up documents to remove himself from it. Uh, we're totally against the UN. So that just kind of summarizes everything you're going to do tonight, Robert.
3: Yes, yeah, really, thank you very much. And, and here's a, you know, an audio I got here um, that I'm going to play where you know, where Jim Jordan uh, is is talking, and he's uh, about the articles of impeachment and, and what the Democrats you know, plan are uh, in the future. So let me get that uh, keyed up for us.
4: 16 Democrats on this committee voted to move forward with impeachment before Bob Mueller ever, in set, ever sat in front of this committee and testified before President Trump and President Lipsky ever had their call. They're never going to
0: stop with
3: their attack. Sorry, folks, that was uh, that wasn't even the beginning. I don't know why it didn't key up. Let me try, let me do that again for you.
4: 16 Democrats on this committee voted to move forward with impeachment or no. investigation.
2: They're not
3: loaded up right, guys. I'm sorry. They're never going to
4: stop. Congressman Green said yesterday, if the Senate doesn't convict, it will not end. This is not about Ukraine. Facts are on the president's side. Zelensky said he wasn't pressured. Ukrainians didn't even know aid was held at the time of the call. And most importantly, they did nothing to get the aid released. They're never going to stop. Congressman Green said yesterday, if the Senate doesn't convict, it will not end. This is not about Ukraine. Facts are on the president's side. Zelensky said he wasn't pressured. Ukrainians didn't even know aid was held at the time of the call. And most importantly, they did nothing to get the aid released. This is about one basic fact. The Democrats have never accepted the will of the American people. Three weeks ago, Nancy Pelosi called the president of the United States an imposter. And the attacks on the president started before the election. July thirty-first, 2016, the FBI opened the Trump-Russia investigation. And spied on four American citizens associated with President Trump's campaign. They took the dossier to defy the FISA court and they lied to the court 17 times. Didn't tell the court the guy who wrote the dossier was desperate to stop Trump. Didn't tell the court the guy who wrote the dossier was working for the Clinton campaign. Didn't tell the court the guy who wrote the dossier had been fired by the FBI for leaking information to the press. And the FBI continued the investigation after the election. On January 3rd, 2017, Senator Schumer said this, if you mess with the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday of getting back at you. It took all of three days for that statement to come true. January 6th, at Trump Tower, Jim Comey briefs President-elect Trump on the dossier. The dossier that the FBI already knew was false. They do it so that they can leak it to the press, and the press will write about the fact they briefed him. The president was told he wasn't under investigation when, in fact, they were investigating him and trying to trap him at that meeting. And, of course, they continued their investigation after the inauguration. When we deposed Jim Comey in in, in this committee, last Congress, he said after 10 months of the FBI's investigation, they didn't have a thing. Comey gets fired.
2: Sorry, folks. i tell you what. That's... May
4: 9th, 2017. Eight days go. later, Bob Mueller gets hired, and we get two years of the Mueller investigation. 19 lawyers, 40 agents, 500 warrants, 2,800 subpoenas, but zero collusion. The Democrats don't care about the facts, and they're never going to stop. Whistleblower's lawyer said 10 days after the president was sworn in, coup has started, impeachment to follow. Sixteen Democrats on this committee voted to move forward with impeachment before Bob Mueller ever sat sat in front of this committee and testified, before President Trump and President Lipsky ever had their call. They're never going to stop with their attacks because they can't stand the fact that President Trump is actually draining the swamp and doing what he said he would do and, most importantly, getting results. Taxes cut, regulations reduced, economy growing at an unbelievable pace, lowest unemployment in 50 years, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh on the court, out of the Iran deal, embassy in Jerusalem, hostages home from North Korea, and oh, by the way, a new NAFTA agreement coming any day now. They can't stand it, and they're never going to stop, and it's not just because they don't like the president. It's not just because they don't like the president. They don't like us. They don't like the 63 million people who voted for this president. All of us in flyover country, all of us common folk in Ohio, Wisconsin, Tennessee, and Texas, they don't like us. How about what Mrs. Carlin said last week sitting right there? A Democrat professor who came in here and told us what she believes? Liberals tend to cluster. Conservatives spread out because they don't even want to be around themselves. How about our colleague, Maxine Waters, June of 2018, when she said this? And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out, and you create a crowd, and you push back on them, and you tell them they are not welcome anymore anywhere. That is scary. How about Peter Strzok, the guy who ran the Clinton investigation, the guy who ran the Trump-Russia investigation, the deputy head of counterintelligence who was fired when he said this, went to a Southern Virginia Walmart. I can smell the Trump support. They don't like us. That's what this is about. They don't like the president. They don't like the president's supporters. And they dislike us so much they're willing to weaponize the government. A few years ago was the IRS. More recently was the FBI. And now it's the impeachment power of Congress going after 63 million people and the guy we put in the White House. Think about what Chairman Schiff did last week. He released the phone records of the president's personal lawyer. He released the phone records of a member of the press. And he released the phone records of a Republican member of Congress. This is scary stuff. This is scary stuff, what they're doing, and frankly, it is dangerous for our country. It is not healthy for our country, and we should all remember what Emmett Flood told us the president's lawyer, what he told us this past spring when the Mueller report first came out. It would be well to remember that what can be done to a president can be done to any of us. This is scary stuff and serious stuff, and I hope you guys will reconsider and stop it while you can.
3: Again, I believe that was <laughs> very well said there uh, by Jim Jordan, and, and if the Dem- uh, Republicans do take the House, I really do wish that uh, he becomes the Speaker. I certainly uh, – I don't think he will. I think they'll put McCarthy in there, but um, – or McCarthy in there, but I, I think he'll – He, he does, I think he deserves it more than McCarthy does. And I, I'll tell you what, what they need to do in 2020 for those commercials is uh, Maxine Waters, the – the pe- that that Democrat –
4: Professor, here's what they need to do: they need to link that professor. They need to link that,
3: you know, vaccine waters uh, to whoever is going to be the, the presidential candidate. Again, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be Biden. Link it to link it to him, and show the American people. Mainly the independents. Look, this is what they think about. Seriously, folks, who, who, who don't work, who don't shop at Walmart? That's not my favorite place to shop, but I go there every once in a while and buy something. You know, I mean, get, seriously, there's going to be so many Americans who shop there that would be like, oh yeah, they did they, they, they did think about us, and that is that's how that's how they think about us. Uh, but again, I mean, did anything happen to Maxine Waters that she everyone say, eh, maybe she should be get, you know inciting a riot or anything like that? No. No, again, anything about Adam Schiff lying in front of Congress, misrepresenting what the transcripts were? You know, for the the the, the you know conversation with uh, Zelensky, is, is, is anything going to happen to him? I mean, he didn't, I mean, people he didn't even testify. I mean, you know, Mueller testified about his report. Uh, I believe the IG would testify today about his. And then people are like, Oh, well, Adam Schiff, He doesn't need to people on Twitter, but he doesn't need to, he doesn't, uh, he, he doesn't need to, uh, you know, testify. I mean, it's all out there. You've seen him all on one screen, but anyway, let's go ahead and, uh, get Kelly in here. Uh, and, uh, thank you very much. Oop, let's get this here. Thank you very much, Kelly, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
5: Uh, good. I have a little amusing story here. I was, uh, just met a client. A client at uh, Starbucks for an expert witness thing. Anyway, so I'm parking, waiting for him, and I park in the low emission vehicle parking stall. It's now required that whenever you build, develop some land, you have to have low emission parking stall designated right next to the handicap. Ha! Huh. Okay, it's in the green code, California green code. So while I'm there, a CHP officer pulls up. He decides to go in and get himself some coffee. And I said, hey, officer, officer, are you going to give me a – and he's like, you yeah, know, he turns around a little nice, you know. Are you going to give me a ticket for parking in the low-emissions vehicle with my 92 Chevy pickup truck? Wow. <laughs> and he's like, what? You know, he, he's not – I'm not going to. And he didn't like some of the baloney. He mentioned all the environmentalists, so – You know, it's one thing to write a law. it's another. you're not going to enforce it. (laughs) It's just funny. You know, but not for me. I ain't going to give you a ticket. (laughs) It's just funny. So I'm an environmental offender, I guess. (laughs) Oh, okay. So I finally have been catching up on this stuff because a couple weeks ago I was a little out of touch with the situation because I was laughing like, come on. Why are they even starting when they know they can't get two-thirds from the Senate? So I'm just just not even going to listen. This is libertarian anyway. I'm like, this is a joke. So I'm starting to catch up a little bit. And I think for the first time in Congress today, a congressman said the names Beavis and Butthead. Oh,
3: wow, man. I wish I would have loved to have seen that.
5: Ted Cruz, it was today. They're looking at the FISA report, you know, the IGs. Discussion of the FISA report, the steel dossier, falsified information that had, uh, had convinced the judge, but it was completely wrong. And Ted Cruz, he was a prosecutor, and he said, you know – and I work for the Justice Department. I work for it as a prosecutor in other places, and if, if, if I said to my superiors um, – this is this, this is very close to his words, at least the word hell – he said, if I said to my superiors – Hey, why don't we get a FISA warrant and listen in on Hillary Clinton? They would say, what in the hell are you thinking? What the hell is wrong with you? Those are the words that Senator Cruz used. And then he pointed out there are 17 completely fabricated, lieful things to deceive a judge to get a FISA warrant. This is an EIG report. You know, okay, for spying on Trump, of course. All right, so then he concluded by saying, look, this isn't some kind of conspiracy like Jason Bourne. This is more like Beavis and Butthead. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so let's see. The Republicans are complaining that – and I watched another video, short clip. uh, Point of order, point of order. Congress operates hearings and the floor meetings under – Robert's Rules of Order. Point of order, you have to stop everything. You have to stop everything because the rules are not being followed or some some rule is being violated and it stops everything. The chair has to address it. So, Nadler, you know, point of order, point of order, one of the Republicans. Okay, well, here's your point of order. He was very hesitant. So, sir, you have stated that you are going to bring in uh, the minority witnesses and you haven't done that. I don't want to see this happen after you vote for impeachment. I want to see the minority witnesses before you vote impeachment. Oh, well, uh, and then they argue over the rules again. Point of order, another person, another congressman. Point of order. Like, yeah, what are you going to bring the minority witnesses? It just so happens in our Constitution due process allows and or requires that you have the right to bring witnesses on your defense. And so they're ignoring the minority witnesses. And of course, other people are saying that there is no credible witness, firsthand witness, of anything impeachable. So I, I got to ask myself, why are they doing this then? And the and the polls are coming out. The either the independents, moderates, they are not liking this either. Why aren't they? Can anybody answer that? Why are they doing this when they don't have the evidence? And to begin with, they can't. They know they're not going to get a two-thirds vote from the Senate. Why are they doing this? I mean, panemate circensis, that's Latin for bread and circus, is entertaining, but i got enough to be entertained with. Can't anybody tell me why they're doing this without evidence? I just, I'll just i just turn it back to you, Robert. Yeah, and let's
3: see. I'm looking at my oh, – okay, just a, just a new follower there on – on on Twitter was the uh, the notification <laughs> that I got, uh, and so yeah, and it, it gets to folks uh, here on the line here on the chat. If you'd like to uh, join us, you're welcome to join us at 347-945-7428. And again, we're talking about if there's going to be any consequences for those who are uh, behind this uh, behind this coup, uh, and, you know, and to, to point, uh, you know, to your point, you know, to your points, Kelly. Is that? I mean, yeah, I know you've been, you know, real busy keeping it up, and it's it's going kind of. I mean, every week we've got something uh, different to talk about. We put, you know, p- people are welcome to look, reach back in the articles. I'm not articles, <laughs> uh, the archives, uh, you know, for the show. Uh, but anyway, is that well? And, and to, to the point w- with, you know, why? What what you said earlier, you know, why are they even bother? they're not going to get two thirds of the Senate. And, and you're right, and they're not. And they may even get some. And they may even get some Democrats who are gonna be like, Yeah, as you pointed out, Dr. Tolbert, uh, they might just wanna move for censor. I mean, we might want to just censor the president instead of uh, you know, instead of trying to impeach him. And so why? Here's what I think. And just as Jim Jordan and yes I mentioned him, uh, Purple Pill again, uh, <laughs> but you're welcome to college betas or discuss with us. And we'll bring some things up in the chat. Um, but anyway i have he, Purple Pill in the shots mentioning something that you know really hasn't made a lot of news, but some are, trying, are, are making hay of. And I live in Ohio, uh, by the way. Uh, the Purple Pill. I, I I live in Ohio, so anyway, maybe that 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 could maybe be a part of a topic type of way. But anyway, is that why? Because what uh, Jim? You know, Jim Jordan. See, I said his name again. Is a state is they're not going to stop. It's just not just this isn't really about impeaching the president. And they knew. I mean they hoped. They hoped they'd get the American people, you know, and, and for a while maybe it was working if you could believe polls. I mean now the polls are, are flipping. I, I I I have to even when the polls say stuff that I like to hear, that don't mean I uh I'm going to always agree with, you know, with polls. I think polls are too easily manipulated. Uh but that being said, is that if you want to believe the polls, which again, you know, I I never push polls or say a lot, but oh yeah, because when the polls are bad, I'm, I'm like, well, it can just all be about wording. But anyway, is that what I'm not going by the polls? And I'm getting a lot of texts, and if you don't hear me answer the test, you listen to the show. I just I'm, I'll look at those in a little bit. But anyway, is that the the reason they're, you know, they're keeping up as they're not going to stop, is that the one they're talking about censor is they were hoping, they were hoping the American people were like, oh yeah, oh my gosh, and maybe it was some more Democrats other than you know Mitt Romney and uh, Susan Collins and uh, there's one more, you know, which they need to just be primaried out and and that's uh, I got a tweet out there somewhere with their contact information. People need to contact them. Say, look. You know, stick behind the president. We're just going to primary you out. Uh, but anyway, but besides them, I mean, they really hope to bring some Republicans in. And and, and and you know what? Historically, I don't blame the Democrats for thinking they can bring on Republicans for multiple reasons. One, you know, and this is why I think they continue to do is, one, they thought they're going to be able to get Republicans on. Why? Because up until this impeachment process, the Republicans were pretty much spineless. I mean, they've had the House Senate and the presidency, and then do Dick, you know, about uh, about the border, which they could have. Of course, they had Paul Ryan as Speaker of the House, probably one of the worst Speakers of the House for Republicans in, in you know in recent memory. And so they didn't get, you know, that's important. They didn't get that done, you know. They didn't really get anything done about you know Obamacare when he was in there. But I, I was not. I never was a, a Paul Ryan fan, even when Paul Ryan was, you know. Uh, uh, Romney's uh, you know, VP pick. I was like, "What? Really? Really?" But anyway, I mean, we could go on and on about Mitt Romney and uh, uh, you, you know We could. Go, uh, I could go on, on and on about Mitt Romney and, and Paul Ryan. But the thing is, is what they want is they basically they want to, as he said, they're not going to stop. So what they're hoping, let me get the, let me get through this, uh, and then I'll bring you back in, uh, Kelly, is that. We are hoping to bring some Republicans on because Republicans historically have been spineless, not really standing up. And you had you you really did have plenty of Trump haters who were supposedly Republican, you know, outside of Mitt Romney and Susan Collins, right? You had plenty of them. You even had uh, people such as you know Bill Kristowicz.
2: Hmm,
3: he's kind of a has been now, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> really, I mean, what happened to the you know with the week the Weekly Standard or whatever publication he had? It was a weekly standard. But anyway, um, or maybe, I can't remember. See, that's the thing. It's such a rag now, or not even existed now, you can't even remember what it was. Uh, but anyway, is that they probably thought they had, you know, oh my gosh, the Republicans, they'll come on board. We'll, we'll scare them. We're going to scare Republicans into doing this because they're not. They are, they are probably shocked. The, the Democrats are probably shocked by how galvanized uh, the Republican Party is. And then we move on to the people that they hate, that Jim Jordan was talking about. It's how they hate us. And they do. But they thought there was going to be enough. Not liberals. The liberals are going to believe them, whatever. Okay. But there's also some Democrats who are, who are like, you know what? I was a Democrat until this debacle, and now I'll never vote Democrat again. And they're seeing this. That's why you got people saying, you yeah, maybe we should censor them. And then that's why they're coming back like, well, you know, this week, oh, well, obstruction of Congress and abuse of power. Really? That's, again, that's so ambiguous. You know, that's so amorphous. What, subjective, whatever So, but again, they're not going to stop This is going to go away Eventually this is going to go away Again, I don't think anyone's going to see any consequences Because they never do And I think they're just trying to wear out You know, people like myself The, the American people, the American voter Because they want to have people so wore out And i said this before in the past They want to have people so wore out From all this this BS they're throwing at us That You know, the, we'll just Vote for whoever the the Democrat is. Be damned to how that's going to affect the nation, just because we don't want to deal with the the media and their bullshit. Uh, and and I think that the the Democrats thought the people were going to do that too, and then they start thinking, uh, yeah, maybe not too much. Uh, you know, may, maybe not. You know, maybe not so much that you know that's not going to happen. So you, you can see whether the I, I, they're coming out. I mean, look, one one hour after, and then I'm going to. Bring you back in, uh, Kelly. After this, I mean, one hour after Pelosi comes out and says, "Oh yeah," and we're going to have an audio clip later about her son. But anyway, and Ukraine, go figure how so they're all mixed up uh, together. But anyway, is you know, one hour after they they put out for the you know articles of impeachment, they come out. Oh, we're going to you know we're going to go ahead and vote on support uh, the USMC. But of course, they're trying to take credit for it. And then Pelosi was tweeting earlier tonight saying. That Now, now oh, well, we're going to get prescription drugs down, you know, as if they could take credit for that. But go ahead, Kelly. Uh, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox, you know, go ahead. It's, it's
5: uh, encouraging to hear you, Robert, being so passionate because normally 80% and 90% of the time you let other people talk. So it's obviously you're very really upset and passionate about this. And you said the word BS, you know, that stands for bowline secretement, which – I'm sometimes wondering if that's what's coming out of some politicians' mouth. Um, uh, if I was a U.S. senator knowing that they never allowed – and uh, Lindsey Graham stated this too in the Senate. They did not allow the minority witnesses to come forward. So if I was a United States senator, I would, of course, confer with my colleagues first, but I would basically say I want to file a motion to dismiss. It. It's uh, real simple. We have due process of law, the right to bring witnesses on your behalf. I'm sure maybe Trump tried to get some witnesses in there. Okay, fine, on his behalf. And uh, a motion to dismiss because you you denied exculpatory evidence in the form of witnesses on Trump's behalf. Case dismissed. We take a vote. It passed. Goes back to the House. Now a nice little letter uh, that says if you want to bring the impeachment back again. Then please do after you bring in the minority witnesses. When a grand jury indictment occurs, and by the way, street crimes, murder, grand jury indictment, and then it goes to trial. Impeachment, then trial, just like that, that. The House of Representatives is the largest grand jury in the land, has power, subpoena, et cetera. And, uh, you know, thank God because it does keep. Uh, Watch over the executive branch. Anyway, so they are refusing exculpatory evidence, and we'll we'll see what happens. Now, on the other hand, there might be a power play that, okay, hey, let's go through. The Senate might say, hey, let's go ahead and – go ahead, and let's go – yeah, let's just do it. Let's run the impeachment trial, and we bring all these witnesses that the House did not – now, that would be absolutely fascinating with examination, questioning, and cross-examination of witnesses that were not even brought to the Judiciary Committee in the House. And another thing that can happen during this trial in the Senate is all sorts of witnesses can come forward that didn't appear in the House. So, for example, when you have you know street crime murder, they get enough evidence for an indictment, and they bring witnesses before the grand jury fine, just like the house, largest grand jury in the land. OK. But between the indictment and the trial, the prosecutors develop even more evidence, and they bring forth even more witnesses. So let's say you know in a murder case, there's three witnesses in front of a grand jury. Uh, At trial jury, they can have 5, 10, 15 witnesses. So the Senate can have ton of witnesses, and they could even possibly start looking into Joe Biden's um, dealings with the Ukraine. They could possibly, because they're their own governing body, um, they could look into um, the FISA warrant and how the two are connected. Trump's phone call to Ukraine – why it was all sorts of things? They could bring everything out as a political body. Of course, the Chief Justice John Roberts would have to um, allow evidence or disallow evidence. But what are the what is the rules of evidence? In you know, because you have objection sustained, objection overruled. All right, that's what Roberts is going to be doing as judge presiding because it is a trial, but what are the rules of procedure? What are the rules of evidence? What will Judge Roberts allow? Will the Senate decide to um, write rules, their own rules of evidence, or do they have to follow the title statutes? I don't know, because I don't think there's enough statutes by Congress on the rules of evidence and the rules of procedures. So what's going to happen here is with, um, Roberts is going to have to decide what's admissible and what's well, not. To be... And it's it's a very interesting. Uh, just just for my own curiosity, I would love to watch the trial in the Senate and, and see what happens. Can
3: I tell you what, I Are wish you I was retired so I could watch all this. <laughs> well,
5: you can watch clips. You can I wish you can I didn't have to clips. work now. <laughs> yeah, do, by but... the way, Robert, I uh, I just sent you that YouTube video where. Senator, um, uh, they said Beavis and ButtHead, uh, Ted Cruz. I just sent that that clip by text. I don't know if you can cue that up. The last couple minutes, I was it was hilarious.
3: Uh, Yeah, I can. um, Actually, um, use at some some point. I I got another audio here. It's only a couple minutes, but what's
5: that? He actually used the word. This is not a Jason Bourne thing. (laughs) This is a Beavis and Butthead thing.
2: <laughs> oh,
3: my gosh. I have to. Cause I I used to watch that as a teenager. so.
2: used
3: <laughs> to watch uh, anyway. that. Well, we've got uh, uh, Dr. Tolbert. Before we bring in Suzette, I want to see if you want to cue uh, in on anything, uh, Dr. Tolbert, before I bring to Suzette. And then I've got a, another audio clip. It's something I've been talking about for a little bit. It's only a couple minutes, but. Um, what I've been talking about, where I think where this uh, America could be uh, could be going, and the dangers uh, that it could bring, and what a lot of people, uh, you know, are feeling. And oh, we'll get more back to that. But first, uh, Doctor Torberg, do you have anything you want to uh, key in on that, or chime in, or
1: uh, before I bring in Suzette? No, I think you should, because I think everything I covered, what was covered in the thing, what Kelly is covering, of course, covers everything and summarizes it. And it's going to be hard on the three-hour show to uh, compromise the entire impeachment process unless people understand that they can be removed. And the article that we've written – is that the IG can actually go after Schaefer and and, uh, Pelosi, and that should be the next step for their acts of treason, felony, and bribery. And I'll just leave it there. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um,
3: Let's go ahead and at this time uh, bring in Suzette. Uh, Thank you very much, Suzette, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
6: Hello, I'm well. Thank you for taking my call.
2: Hi, well, you're welcome. You Every me? week
6: it's something, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. Uh to um to what Dr. Talbot was talking about, um with the with the IG, it's funny that he brought that up because today in the Senate um hearing with Horowitz he was asking for Horowitz that is, was asking uh the Senate or Congress to do something about uh more having at least subpoena power because the other IGs and the other agencies all have subpoena power, prosecutorial power, and she has nothing. He can't subpoena anybody. He can't prosecute anybody. All he can do is, I need to interview you. No, I don't want to talk to you. Okay, let's move on. Next one. You want to talk to me? No? Okay, thanks. Bye. That's it. That's all he can do. And so it's kind of, very, it's kind of limiting as far as his actual, you can't say he has a thorough report and he never will, because there's there will always be somebody that won't want to be interviewed, and in, which is the case with the uh, Russiagate um, report that he had. He talked about two people that didn't want to be interviewed so um, but getting back to the Ukraine thing, it cracks me up because if you won't have obstruction of justice or abuse of power without the quid pro quo and since the quid pro quo is not mentioned in the Articles of Impeachment, then there is no obstruction of justice or abuse of power.
3: That's Jared. why they changed it to bribery because that is. Go ahead.
6: They changed it to bribery?
3: Well, <laughs> they did during the the hearing, but that didn't come up in the Articles of Impeachment.
6: Yeah, what's actually written in the Articles of Impeachment is, is they left it out as far as I, I knew yesterday anyway. That's why I said yeah, they yeah it. Yeah, they,
3: they did. It's not in
6: there. Yeah, so how could you have abuse of power or obstruction of justice without he was – they're calling it as far as he abused his power with the Ukraine, Zelensky thing, and he – um what was the other one I was talking about? Anyway, so you can't have those two things, obstruction of justice and abuse of power, without the charge, the main charge, because those don't exist without it, because their investigation was about it. And that's what they're saying, that he abused his power and obstructed justice. Do you, you see where I'm coming from?
2: Mm-hmm.
6: So anyway, so I don't even know why it's being furthered or why the Senate has to examine it. But anyway, back to you.
3: Okay, and uh, I just got to see this uh, this audio here uh, on Twitter. And this is something I've been talking about for a while, uh, is that where this nation could very well be headed. And, and I said this. Uh, about a possible another literally civil war, now certainly not as as bloody as our first one, but it still could be bloody and I just want to you know play this audio what you know some of the people you know are saying out there, so uh, give me a moment to key, that, to key this up and, and get this played for you.
2: Removed. He's not going to be removed. If you're comfortable that? Uh, my, my,
3: 357
4: Magnum is comfortable with that. End of story. Removed in the Senate. I think it'll cause physical violence in the country that we've The first I think it'll become be
2: kind of the be kind of second I would think that there would be a strong movement. Would be very negative.
4: Possible violence, not that I have to know There'll be a lot of man Americans, possibly 70, 80,000, 70, 8 million Americans, will lose loose, not very often. Uh, what we're seeing
2: is the divided country. You know, both sides are bunking, no one's budging. We have families to in apart. Uh, including my family, my daughters are liberal. I'm a conservative. Now that this whole thing has going on. Uh, we've had a crime at Thanksgiving. Uh,
7: very unfortunate. I wish it never would have happened to this whole, this whole mess for Did he do something wrong? He doesn't appear. But, but I think you're, I think it's very special to You're a Trump supporter. I'll do it. Trump
2: supporter.
7: I believe I don't believe
3: something of I don't think. I Yeah, no, I heard that might that might have been kind of garbled. Is that garbled with everyone else as well? People are having a hard time hearing that that audio.
5: Can you? It was pretty garbled. Can you kind of summarize what was being said?
3: Well, basically, what they're saying is, you know, if he was to be removed from office, there could be a lot of mad people. <laughs> it could be actually a, a civil war. There's one guy in there actually saying the same thing. You know, you know that there could be, there's going to be a civil war. It could be a civil war, possibly even violent. This is something that was on uh, CBS News. Uh, real news. I'm surprised they even put that on there, but uh, just to show that you know it's, it's not just me saying it. I mean, there's there's other people saying that this could very well cause a, uh, a civil war. I'm I'm sorry the the, the audio was was lousy, but what it was is the people there were at some type of rally or they're at, they're at some type of event, uh, so it was a lot of background noise. I mean, if you're able, I mean, if you're able to um, uh, if you're, yeah, if you're able to see it, it was there on Twitter. So, I mean, I really can't uh, get it out to you guys uh, another way. I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> but but that's what they're well, stating. I see someone, someone post that. And I was like, well, you know, I've been saying that for a
5: long time. Well, some have already saying that we're in a civil war because there's a lot of, like in Oakland or Berkeley, the cops don't do anything to uh, conservatives that wear a MAGA hat and um, the uh, Berkeley, Portland there are already attacks going on one guy was one video um, there was a guy down on the ground, he was beaten, he was on the ground he reaches down to help him out and another person just took a pipe and just hit this bystander put him in the hospital so some say there already is a civil war now if we do have a civil war it's going to be interesting, you know. Again, I'm a libertarian. You know, why don't we try freedom? Quoting Rand Paul. Anyway, um, but when we have a civil war. You have the conservatives that have millions, if not billions, of rounds of ammunition, and they're well armed. And the left can't even figure out which bathroom to use. <laughs> What's that? The conservatives have well-armed ammunition, millions or billions of rounds of ammunition. That's conservatives. The left can't even figure out which bathroom to use. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> so I have a friend who – because I'm I'm just – why are they even doing this? Like, even the independents, they, they could lose the house easily in 2020 for doing this. Boy, he does have a friend. He he's got an opinion that basically, um, when this, when the Democrats don't get their way, there will be a civil war, and they want to crash the system, and create all sorts of chaos, and bring in UN troops, and da 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 da. Um, it's mind blowing. What in the world is really going on? Why are they doing that if they're going to lose? Political points, they can't impeach him in the House, they don't have facts, first hand knowledge anyway. Why are they doing this? I, I, I just, I'm I scratching my head. Is it to possibly prevent Trump from getting elected because their candidates aren't looking so good? Um, is that, you know, if you can't win, cheat? I don't know. It, it just it doesn't make any sense. Unless there's some big picture that I don't have a hold of.
6: Well, I think that originally Nancy Pelosi felt cornered because of the squad and all these others. And then I think she saw the brighter side of it. Okay, you guys, this is what you want. i tried to warn you. But you keep pressing me, keep pressing me. So, okay, let's do this. Let's do it. And let's see what happens. After we do it, you're all going to lose your seats, and then you'll say we should have listened to you. I'll still be here, but you'll all
3: be gone. Well, she's from—I mean, she's from—you know, California. There's not a damn thing that's going to happen to her.
7: That's why. <laughs> well, that's been. the thing. She'll I mean, be there. there's
3: not, nothing's going to happen to anybody. I mean, on, on the right or the left, nothing's going to happen to anybody. That's kind of my point yeah. of tonight's show is that nothing's going to happen to anybody. I mean, it's it's just, and that's what kind of makes me mad. It's like, you know, nothing ever gets done. Nothing ever gets solved. You know, we've been talking about the same things uh, for 20 years. uh, Or not 20, 40, you know, 40 plus years, you know, immigration. And then, you know, social security, you know, the deficit, you know, spending. it's, It's always the same. I mean and nothing ever gets another nothing ever gets resolved i mean it's been 50 years since we've been to the moon you know i know trump's you know you know, trying to get us back there in 2024 and then on to mars but of course you know no one can talk about anything else because there's got to be what you know all this impeachment crap and, and and then again you know what i said earlier on early on in the show like one hour after they uh put out the uh the articles of impeachment. are talking about, you know, okay, well, we'll find uh, USM, USMC, uh, you know, and then of course the uh, Pelosi puts out that she's going to, uh, um, you know, Pelosi going to, you know, well, we're going to go ahead and, you know, get the uh, the drugs, uh, you know, get drug prices down, and as if they're going to try to t- take credit for it. Uh, uh, but you know, on the vein of the tonight, I hope the side comes out better. I think it will. That, that one again uh that one that the last audio I mean it was a bunch it was people at a rally of sorts, so there was a lot of background noise uh if you were actually listening to it you know uh, right there on the site, then you know it wouldn't have been as guard I apologize for that, so hopefully this next audio uh that I've got keyed up for us is going to uh be better for you now this one you know and speaking of Pelosi, so I think this is a good segue to that is that this one's this this clip's actually about uh Pelosi's son. And the things that uh, he's in, of course, it's uh, tied to Ukraine. And so you don't really hear about this. No, I mean, not even on the, you know, like, you know, Fox News or Breitbart or anything like that. I don't see it it's covering it a lot. Uh, but this is, uh, you know, talking about uh, Pelosi. Well, not Pelosi, but her son.
8: The House Intelligence Committee wrapped up its public impeachment hearings on Capitol Hill, but another story continues to unfold surrounding the son of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. While the Ukraine scandal revealed the Biden family's ties to the country, the less-told story surrounding Paul Pelosi Jr. is still unraveling on the sidelines following revelations that he was a board member of the Ukraine oil company Vyskoil, an executive for NRG Lab. On America's Rachel, his son is caught up with journalist Patrick Cowley, who's been covering this story of the House Speaker's son. Take a look. I wanted to follow up with you because you've been covering this uh, Paul Pelosi, Jr. story and his business ties to Ukraine. So, Patrick, what, if anything else new has since emerged from this particular story?
9: Well, Rachel, thank you so much for having me. Paul Pelosi Jr. is now under fire from a new set of allegations. A woman named Karina Feng, who is the daughter of a legendary Chinese healer and acupuncturist in San Francisco, did an interview with me in which she accused Paul Pelosi Jr. and his associates, and she's now suing him. Uh, of ripping off the title and stealing her father's former property. This property is now a drug house. It's a den of prostitution. And she's claiming that Paul Pelosi, Jr. defrauded her out of this property. She's also claiming that Paul Pelosi, Jr. forced her to have an abortion and also weaponized Child Protective Services in order to intimidate her and get her children taken away when she reported him to the city of San Francisco for fraud.
8: We now know that two major Democrats, Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden, have sons with business connections in Ukraine. And we just went through that public impeachment hearing centered around that Ukraine phone call between uh, President Zelensky and President Trump. How do you think the Paul Pelosi Jr. story plays into this Democrat-led impeachment effort?
9: I think it's clear that Democrats and also establishment Republicans, people of the political class, were using Ukraine as their own personal piggy bank by putting their family members on the boards of companies to act as surrogates. This is total quid pro quo. Foreign aid, I believe, was used in order to grease uh, the, uh, the, the, this foreign country, Ukraine, in order to um, advantage the, bi- the private sector business deals that were being done by these Democrats.
8: What specifically do you think should happen next when it comes to Paul Pelosi, Jr. and Nancy Pelosi?
9: I believe that Republicans in Congress have subpoena power and they're not using it. I think Republicans are in defense during this entire impeachment process when President Trump is out there saying, look, I'm exposing the corruption. I'm exposing the private sector business deals, the cronyism that was going on in Ukraine, the corruption. And in fact, by law, the United States is supposed to help Ukraine clean up their corruption. And so this is all a diversion in order uh, for the Democrats to ameliorate themselves of these private sector, very shady business deals that they were doing. Rachel, I think it's very clear that... The U.S. government was used by political elites in order to enrich themselves through shady business deals, and they are willing to weaponize the U.S. government against people who call them out on it. And I think the war being waged by politically connected elites against regular people is the real story here.
8: Thank you so much, Patrick, for your time. I really do appreciate that.
9: Want to see more videos?
3: Yeah, in that video uh, again, you can see uh, if you want to see the video aspect of that, you can see that uh, at the Bards Logic Newsroom at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. And so, you know, again, you know, these uh, folks where they have the, you know, their kids, you know, they're all going, to, uh, uh, going to uh, Ukraine. Why is that? Why not like Ireland? <laughs> but of course, Ukraine is, of course, seen as the—that's uh, 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 re- Ireland, uh, purple pill, not not Northern Ireland. Uh, but anyway, in uh, chat, that—that's who I'd rather see the political system. I mean, I've talked about that a lot in, in, the, in a lot of the shows in the past. But anyway, is that you know they're going to Ukraine? Of course, it is. Like what the fourth, third, or fourth most or deemed the most corrupt uh, nations in the world. <laughs> So, uh, you know, that, maybe that's why they're they're, they're all going. So, I mean, you are not hearing much about Paul Pelosi. You know, maybe it's uh, just a bunch of hay. You know, but you know, look look into that as well. Now, again, I mean, is, is Pelosi going to see anything for the you know the debacle? Is he going to see anything in the in this debacle? Then uh, that, and then you know, and well, we'll we'll address this, you know, very briefly. Uh, and I do, you know, folks, if you're in the chat, we certainly appreciate you you're joining us in the chat as well. Uh but you are also welcome to call us in at three four seven nine four five seven four two eight. We'll get you in the show and you can join our round table uh discussion here. And so you know I take these from that that's kind of a newer news source that you heard from uh uh you know from the, the audio clip we, we just heard. And so you know, w what anything happened with them, mm, yeah, I, I, I doubt it. Uh you know, I just hope that we don't see where nothing, nothing happens. And I, I disagree with you, Purple Pill, you know, you're here in the uh, the chat, you know, Trump is the slump. I, I don't see that, and I think the people who – and this is why. I'm not going to say, oh, I don't see that and not explain why. Here's the point. Trump is – and I really do believe – because, again, I'm an independent, and I have been an independent for seven years – long-term listeners on the show know that i left the republican party back in 2012 now i've just recently gotten back to it because i see where unfortunately this part in history you know third parties which i generally uh you know support i see what how that affected the election in in kentucky where matt Bevan, uh you know I, i'd still like to know more about that but i mean he i think the among other things one of the things that uh, that cost him to lose the election there, I believe, was the, the libertarian who was running uh, running there in the in the state. And actually, because i I've talk, you know, I'm, I know I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent, but I was talking to my brother this morning. He's like, you know, what one of his concerns is? Well, who's going to replace Trump in 2020 or 2024? Because uh, I I think it's it's, it's pretty likely, at least at this point, uh, that Trump is going to get reelected. Uh, and again, you know, he's. And I'll, I'll get back to that, but my brother and I were talking. He's like, "Well, my concern is, is you, Trump gets reelected, who's going to take his place in 2024? I mean, who really out there uh, would be a good candidate for that?" And, and I thought, and you know, I still think that Matt Bevin would have been a good replacement, uh, yeah. you know, for Trump in 2024, you know, kind of carry on the reins uh, with what Trump's uh, been doing. But anyway, it's let, let's be, let's let, let's put it out there, folks. I mean, especially you, purple pill in the chat, it's like. Trump's an outsider. Why do you think everybody hates him? Why do you think the Democrats and the liberals hate him? Why do you think some of the Republicans, especially the established Republicans, such as Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney's still sore because you know he was beat. He he was beaten in a primary, and, and it's a you know that's who you need to be. You know, the, you know, let's see, it says. Uh, He's not, not. Here's the thing: there, there may be a, in purple puts in the chat that Trump has not exposed anything we're not aware of. Well, there. Well, that's not altogether true, for a couple reasons. One, we may, and the people in this sh- listen to the show may be aware of a lot of the corruption. And let's let's say we, you know, I mean, there's been plenty. of I mean, look back. in – remember? Since it's Christmas time, you know. You know, I don't know why they play this during Christmas time, but they did last year. Remember, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. That movie was made in the forties. That's an eighty-year-old movie, and they were talking about, you know, the government corruption back then. So this isn't anything new. This isn't anything that's been happening, you know, even in the last forty years, which I opine a lot about the last forty years. I mean, it's been happening for eighty years that they've been complaining about the corruption of the government. Okay, so it's not like it's something new, not to us, but you you, you talk about the you know the general the general public, uh, who you know, actually you know, trust our government, and there was a time in my life when I did. Then, you know, what he's exposing is by him being himself, he has exposed what the at least the Democratic Party truly is. They're they're exposing who they really are, and it says you know. If Trump wants to help, all he has to do is abolish the Federal Reserve, and we talk we we talk about that lot about that on here, don't we, Kelly, about the Federal Reserve. But you, know, I mean, they say things like 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 for instance, people giving Trump a hard time about about the wall, the border wall, okay, and, and oh, he, he was going to build this wall. You know how hard it is. You know, yeah, you know how hard. Yeah, and uh, bringing on boy in the chat says he don't have the uh, the power to. Uh, abolish the Federal Reserve, but let's even say if that is within the purview or that's within the power of him to be able to do. It's, it's, it's funny, it's not funny, but the irony of this is that he's not a king. If Trump was able to dictate and do everything he wanted to be done, a lot would be, you know, would more would have gotten done, but he's not a king, he's not a monarch. He's not going to be able to get the stuff – why do you think the wall – why still we still have uh, this flood of illegal immigrants coming in? Because he's going to deal with these damn Democrats in Congress. I mean if it was up to him, that damn border wall would be done. We'd shut down the government. We'd have the military you know, guarding our borders as I think they should. See, now I'm getting fired up because this is the kind of stuff that gets me going. Is that, oh my god, Trump should do that. Well, you know what? If he didn't have these, these people in Congress – you know, stopping them at every point, and not only just Democrats, some Republicans too. Uh, and That's why when you say that the Republicans and Democrats are of the same, the stake of the same corner, or whatever, and a lot, a lot of part I'll agree with you because Republicans, when they're in the House, the Senate, and the presidency, they didn't do dick, as I said, especially under the quote unquote leadership of Paul Ryan. I'm fine. I'm, I'm surprised to, surprised to finally see. You know, to finally see the Democrats and the Republicans get a spine and actually go after the Democrats. It's about time. So he can't do all this stuff. Um, You know, let's see. So uh, abolish the IRS. I'd like to see the IRS abolished too. And you know, and here's the thing: Trump would, you know, probably would. I've never heard him say anything about abolishing the IRS. But it's not all in his hands. You know. Yeah, and and uh, what your argument that he would never help to dumb down? He didn't dumb down the American Well I mean, he's only been president for three years. You can't dumb down the population in three years you know, of just being president. You know.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, it, you know, you know, Russian, he, Russian collusion. You know, I don't know if you're if you're con- conveying in the chat here that you believe he was he actually colluded with the Russians. That's been debunked. You know. Uh, well, okay, so uh, to that, I think I'm hearing some background stuff there. If you, if you, if you guys uh, have some background things going on, please mute your mic until you get on there. Um,
6: I just unmuted myself. I have been muted, and you'll hear a train in my background.
5: <laughs> uh, okay. Robert, maybe that um, the,
6: uh, that
5: was maybe the uh, voices in your head, Robert. <sighs>
3: Well, it's voice oh, yeah. of this guy in chat. It's like, oh, and then he says, "Outside, okay, okay, outsiders are never billionaires." I mean, okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm as purple pill. I'm as middle class as middle class gets. And let me tell you something. I would never be president because I don't have. There's no way. See, that's I, I that that argument is bunk. About oh my God, Trump is a billionaire, so there's no way that he could have been. He could have been an outsider, really. I mean. Uh, Okay, whoever's got background stuff, I hear a lot of clanking and stuff, and that's kind of annoying me, to be honest, especially when I'm on my topic. Sorry about that, Robert. I'm sorry that was me. (laughs) Okay, Kelly. Sorry about that. I'm not meaning to get on you, but I'm just kind of fired up now because I'm like, look, you're not going to get a regular Joe. I wish you could, Purple Pill. I wish we could get a regular Joe in there, okay, to be president, but let's be honest with ourselves. Let's be intellectually honest here. Is that ever going to happen? I mean, I'm a realist too, and it's never going to happen, never. You're, you know, I mean, someone's going to either have some kind of power or money to become president of the United States. You're not going to get, you know, Joe Plummer. Remember him? Where is Joe Plummer? Who knows? I don't know. Let me tell you something. If Joe Plummer was a billionaire, I bet you hear more about him. I bet you hear more from him. But Joe Plummer's, uh, you know, regular guy. You know, regular middle class is middle class can get guy. He he, he will never be president because then people will be like, well, how is he qualified to be president? What has he ever done? He's only a middle class guy. He's never made any businesses. He's never made any money. He's never done anything. It's not going to happen. Well, let me tell you something. You know, oh, oh, my God, no. Okay, you know what? Purple pill, talk about something else. Because I am so sick. There's a girl on Facebook who is Zionist, 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 the Zionists, the Jews, whatever the hell they want to call them, Israel. I am so sick. Uh, you know, And i got a really good friend, and, and Kelly, you know who I'm talking about, okay, who is really like, oh, my God, the Jews this, the Jews that, the Zionists this, the Zionists that. I'm so tired of hearing about that, that that, that they're behind everything, the, the Zionist cabal and blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, if you don't believe it, then all – well. Our friend Kelly doesn't think that way. he knows I think that I, I just don't I just don't subscribe to it. Okay, where they're thinking all oh, the Jews are just behind everything. How in the hell can people, you know, and, and that little country has so much power. I mean, I it just, it just you know, you want, somebody's talking to me today about common sense. You know, all oh, the the Zionist cabal and they're all part of the Zionist cabals. I mean, come, seriously, I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, you know, and I believe there's probably some things that are hidden out there. You know, they got people talk about the Illuminati and stuff like that, which I think there, there, there may be some validity to that. But I'm, I mean, but one thing that I am so tired of hearing about is the whole Zionist thing. I really am. I mean, you're, you're, Purple Pill, you can believe what you want to believe and that's fine and more power to you. But here's the thing that that that's just a new starter with me. You can, Scream to the heavens about the Zionist cabal and the Zionist movement. You can call me or whatever any name you want. Call me ignorant. I don't. I'll be honest with you. I don't care. It's not something I subscribe to. That's never going to be something that you know I'm going to, you know, I even pay attention to. So you go on, go on, all ridiculous, whatever. Uh, Trump is not an outsider. Ridiculous. Okay, he's not a career. Is he a career politician? Has he ever held office? Has Donald Trump ever held office? Yeah, that would be a no. Okay, is he a career politician? No. Is he part of the political class? No. If you don't, if that's not an outsider, just because you're a billionaire, doesn't make you an outsider. And you know what? The dumbing down agenda, okay, has been going on because of our system. It has nothing to do with Donald Trump. You know. So anyway, you know. Oh well, didn't you know, run for president? If you really think, uh, t- tell me someone. Uh, absolutely, we looked up absolutely absurd. Purple pill What's absolutely absurd. Is the is the notion that a regular Joe is going to be president? It's never going to happen. That's what's absurd. That's absolutely absurd. It's not going to get to get get with reality. You want to talk about reality? That's reality. Yeah, that that is reality. I'm to, no, I'm not going to stop to talk about Trump being an outsider. I'm going to say it all the time because you know what? You get your opinions, and I got mine. And through my classification, he's not an outsider. And through your classification, you can say that that he is. I don't have to stop doing anything. Okay. So anyway, you know, we're we're, we're welcome to, to to argue here, but the thing is, he's not a career politician. He's never he's never held office. Okay. But okay, so, I, so every billionaire, I guess Soros is a is a politician. I guess Soros is an insider. I guess, you know, oh, let's see. N- just name, name other p- people who are who are billionaires. Oh, I guess um, you know, Gates. I guess Gates is an insider. What? He's not a political he's not a political insider. He don't need Okay, here's the thing. These politicians here's the people you want to watch for, purple pill. watch for the people who are in politics and then get rich, not the people who are already rich and then got into politics. They already made their money. What the hell do they need to get in for they They don't yeah, maybe they want to do something different, actually make it you know make a difference other than making money, but they don't need it to be to, to make money they've already made it you, I'd rather have a billionaire. Someone who's who's had had the capability of making billions of dollars to to be the president, than someone who has no experience with that stuff whatsoever. Okay, who, who just somebody off the street. It's it's just not gonna happen. I mean, I don't know why I'm spending all this time on it, but because it's an argument I hear all the time, and I, it's time to nip it in the bud. And I'm I'm not I'm not even gonna address it anymore. But anyway <laughs> anyway. You know, I'm, I'm just I'm going off here. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and key up on um, my next audio. Um, you know, here and this is uh, one I want to uh, play earlier uh, with, with some more information, and this is regarding uh, uh, the
4: Bidens in Ukraine, of course, Ukraine.
8: Former Prosecutor General Victor Shokin speaks to OAN about Joe Biden's direct role and getting his office to stop investigating his son, Hunter. One American Shinarian has that story.
7: Former Ukrainian Prosecutor General Victor Shokin told One American News in Kyiv that in July and August of 2015, his office prepared to question Hunter Biden over money laundering activities tracing directly back to Burisma. Shokin says pressure to stop investigating Hunter Biden's Burisma activities then increased, and President Poroshenko personally asked Shokin to wind down the Burisma investigation to appease then-Vice President and Obama's Ukraine point man, Joe Biden. As the months passed, more cases and investigations into Burisma began to spring up, and President Poroshenko came to Shokin's office and told Shokin the Burisma case was why Joe Biden wouldn't release $1 billion in U.S loan guarantees money ukraine needed desperately yes said shokin that's what he told me he came to me and said you are a patriot of ukraine we need this billion dollars we're at war and if you are a patriot you will close this case My conversation with Poroshenko on this, Shokin says, was in a phone call. It was after we started seizing Burisma assets in Ukraine when Poroshenko called me and said, listen, this all has to stop already. Joe Biden's temper is overflowing. This seizing of Burisma assets, said Poroshenko, was the last straw. Shokin says Poroshenko then paid him a visit in his office, asking for Shokin's resignation. Shokin responded and asked, why do I have to go? I haven't done anything wrong. I'm doing my job, this is standard procedure. We have reason to freeze Burisma assets. And Poroshenko said, Biden is angry about you freezing Burisma assets. I'll figure something out. We asked Shokin if this demand for a resignation was specifically because Biden had asked for it or if there were other possible reasons. Shokin insists it was all Biden. Because of Biden, says Shokin. Everyone knew what was going on. Poroshenko told me directly that I had to step down as prosecutor general because of Joe Biden. Biden and leftist media claim Shokin was corrupt and inept and had to be dismissed, despite the fact that not a single charge of corruption has ever been raised or proven against Shokin to date. To this, Shokin shrugs. Shokin says, people don't have to believe him. Just look at the transcripts. Biden's
1: transcripts, that is.
7: The transcripts of Biden's telephone conversations with Poroshenko, says Shokin, is where the truth will show itself. Americans must demand it. And if they do, they will see. Broad as day, Joe Biden was illegally influencing foreign officials in order to protect his son, Hunter, and shield illegal money laundering activities. One American News verified on camera what Shokin has stated for months when he issued a stunning 12-page sworn affidavit to an Austrian court stating how Joe Biden was directly involved in interfering with active cases under investigation. For more, be sure to watch part three of our One American News Investigates special, debunking the Adam Schiff case for impeachment. I'm Shnavian, One American News, Washington. Want to see more... That's
3: That's a a new uh, news source that's out there. I really like it, Uh, at least so far, uh, on what what I've seen they've had. They've got some some pretty good stuff. Um, And so, you know, I think I've got uh, maybe some other audio. But, you know, I've I've talked
2: enough.
3: Uh, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And so let's go ahead and bring in uh, Kelly. Uh, I'll get off my soapbox there for a minute. I just was getting fired up there, uh, as I do on occasion here on the show, uh, and then you see that. So go ahead, Callie.
5: Um, Glenn Beck did not like Trump at the beginning of Oh, Trump's no, he did certainly. Big, and he's changed his tune because Trump is, proving is Mark himself Levin. Himself to, yeah, so Trump is proving himself to Mark Levin and uh, Glenn Beck. Um, I watched a, a special that Glenn Beck did, and it was two hours, just about the Hunter Biden, Ukraine <clears throat> quid pro quo by Joe Biden, and it was very well done, very well documented. Um, I, I'm actually, I've been impressed, very impressed with Glenn Beck. On his when he was on Fox talking about the Constitution, the importance, the history, why this and that in the Constitution. I'm like, wow, you're my kind of guy. He kept rising up in the ranks, rising up in the ranks. He brought G. Edward Griffin, who wrote the book Creature from Jekyll Island, which it exposes the Federal Reserve. I, it came out like in '94, '95. Anyway, I read it in '97. This is how the world operates: money, money, money. Anyway, so. On Fox, Glenn Beck brought out uh, on the show Geo McGriffin and he was terminated terminated for doing that. Because you don't expose the big money people on national TV. <clears throat> so he started the blaze. And uh, he went into great depths that basically it was a quid pro quo by uh, Joe Biden on behalf of his son Hunter. And now we're having hints from what you told us earlier, Robert, that Pelosi's son was also on that board, and there was it wasn't one billion; it was one point three billion. And then uh, supposedly this oil company was going to go and help Ukraine extract their natural resources, advisories, and all sorts of what have you. And I don't know how Hunter Biden can get on a big oil company board. Hmm. Interesting. So, and he he. Uh, Beck kind of divided up the money to where it was going, and some of it was to help develop their own oil. So it's a mind-blowing uh, connection, and uh, from uh, you can type it up Glenn Beck on YouTube. It's a really good watch. Uh, I mean, I, I just I'm impressed with Glenn Beck's communication ability, and um, he's he's now supporting Trump to go after the corruption. Not because he likes Trump, but because Glenn Beck wants justice. He wants uh, criminals not running our government, etc., etc. So there's – and he even played a clip from a Ukrainian court. Somehow this recorded clip in a Ukrainian court got into the hands of some Americans who ended up – and this recording ended up in Glenn Beck's hand. Where in this court case they were testifying in, you know, Ukrainian language. Obviously I don't speak that. I mean I can speak redneck, but uh anyway, he in in this recording, this Ukrainian was explaining well, yeah, it was Joe Biden to protect Hunter Biden. And that's why the prosecution stopped, is because it was there was a threat for the money to stop. So you hire the prosecutor that's going after Hunter Biden, and then you get the money. If you don't fire the prosecutor and drop the whole Hunter Biden thing, you don't get the money. So it's a fascinating thing. And even just watching this Joe Biden clip, where the, an Iowa farmer confronts him about the Ukraine. Oh, that's just all conspiracy. yeah dad, dad, that total denial, denial, denial by Biden. And Biden was rather insulting to this farmer. Rather insulting. And several other clips. Biden has been very insulting to people, and I'm like, why? Wh- why is he running? And you're treating people with such disrespect like this. Um. So yeah, the Glenn Beck. I don't. I, I can't. I can't even do it in two or three minutes. To try to summarize what Glenn Beck has put together. You know, if you guys have time, um, Glenn Beck Ukraine, the two-hour-long special. And he does his chalkboard thing, and he puts names up and faces up. And he even had uh, show that there was a connection to George Soros. It seems like wherever money is flowing between governments, somehow George Soros is involved, and somehow seems to get a cut. I don't. How did this guy become a billionaire? I don't know, but um, yeah, I would encourage people just to watch that, and you'll be like, oh my gosh! Man, I got to watch it again because I, I was doing things while I was listening to it. Um so yeah, Glenn Beck, Ukraine. There's the whole story. And then he goes into well of course this is why they're trying to impeach Trump. Because Trump is on their tail. Um, you know, World War II if you're in a a bomber and you're over the target, you're gonna get flak and anti aircraft fire. So anyway, that's just uh I'd like to hear Suzette's thoughts.
3: Yeah, yeah, go ahead to that. We'll we'll open things up. We still got some from Zionist conversation <laughs>
2: going on in uh, the in I'll the chat, so
3: see. I mean, I mean, there, there's a lot of things. You know what? Here, here's the thing. I mean, I, I I'm sorry. I, I'm not sorry, actually. I mean, I'm I've talked. I am I am more readily avail- I'm more readily to believe, and I don't care what anybody says on this, but I'm more readily to believe that. There that because the, I watched uh I like to watch stuff about space and aliens stuff like that. And I was watching uh Ancient Aliens on the History Channel the other night. And I am more readily believed that there are extraterrestrials in this universe than there's a Zionist cabal that's controlling the entire planet. I I just am. And this whole Zionist thing, you know what I mean, it just you know what, here's the thing. If Zionism was real, then don't you think they'd be more, you know, just whatever. I, I just, I, I don't believe it. You know, I just, I just don't. But anyway, and here's the thing. And, and even if there were, which again, I don't believe that there is. It's not a, you know, I don't, I just, I don't see where it's affecting my life. <laughs> but anyway, uh, go, go ahead, Dusty. that.
6: I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, to add to your list of people who have changed their minds, Bill Crystal was actually in an interview on a, it's called Crossroads on YouTube, and uh, and he had to admit he finally came around and and thinks Trump is doing a good job. It almost hurt for him to say it, but yeah.
2: <laughs>
6: anyway, um, as far as yeah, there was an article that had come out maybe a year ago or two that had talked about. Uh, what had happened there with uh, Hunter Biden and and uh, Khashoggi and that whole deal, and I was really surprised to read about it. I think I even had done a show about it or talked about it on a show. But um, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's, the evidence is there. There's more evidence of that, or at least what do they call it, circumstantial evidence to investigate something like that, because there was never any a- investigation, even though Biden says that he there was and. They didn't find anything, and he was cleared, which is BS, but um, nevertheless, there's more evidence to look into that, circumstantial, than what they have for Trump. But, you know, we know that they just want to get him out, and they want the power. They're all about the winning, not about what they're going to do for the country, but about winning and getting Trump out of office. That's just a bad, bad mix. But anyway, that's all I have for you. Back to you, Robert.
3: Well, and we, I've got a Skype caller, and um, and so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I had this other audio I was gonna play while I'm getting the Skype caller in. Um, so let me uh, let me get that keyed up, uh, and then we'll, we'll we'll go and do some green room. Uh, here we've got a couple of people who, uh, you know, may want to get in here. And I thought I had my third uh, my third audio that I want to. Play this is about uh, uh, this is one of Pelosi again.
8: One of the biggest criticisms of the process has been
7: the speed at which the House Democrats are moving. If this is, but seriously though, it's been going on for 22 months, okay, two and a half years. Two One of
8: the years. biggest criticisms of the process has been the speed at which the House Democrats are speed? moving. If this is, But seriously, though, seriously.
7: It's been going on for 22 months, okay? <laughs> well, two and a half years, actually.
8: There has been some criticism, though, I will say, about whether or not you should move forward before the end of the year or wait for the courts. Why do you think now
7: is the time to move? Well, I think we're not moving speed. This, uh, was it two and a half years ago that they initiated uh, the Mueller uh, investigation?
3: Hmm. So I guess you just admitted that the Mueller uh, investigation had to do with uh, trying to get things set up for impeachment. Hmm. Not about Russian collusion. Not about seeing if Russia interfered. This is about trying to get the president impeached. Um, and that's what uh, that's about. So I'm going to uh, go ahead and, because I was unable to do, do the greener, I'm just going to open up uh, a Skype caller. So I'm going to open up uh, your mic. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Scott Perkar, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
0: Hello, Bart. Uh, hello, brothers. This is Brother Mike from Singapore.
3: Oh, Singapore, how are you? Is this uh, is this uh, Purple Pill been Mike? uh been berating with uh, no, earlier tonight? This, this is no, Brother
0: this Mike. Ain't
3: purple Pill? Hey,
0: Brother Mike. Uh, welcome to those, <laughs> yes, uh... I do. Hey, hey, hey. I thought as you were talking about UFOs, I thought the UFO c- c- catch your whole family and went to the other planet. I thought you find us a new planet, B, since planet <laughs> A is going to be destroyed. <laughs> you know, but I guess you are still in planet uh, number A. So, how are you? And uh, I send salute to our sister uh, Suzette as well, too, and all your listeners. So, <sighs> The reason I quote is very clear. I have told many, many times everything is just sham. From the, you know, impeachment was a sham, and everything is but a sham. It's just to entertain us to not really pay attention to our issues in United States of America. I mean, right now, our cities are falling apart. I d I don't know I, I don't want to know exactly where you live but it seems you live in suburb city. So suburbs still are kind of new and still good. But if you go to the cities, my gosh, you see that cities are falling apart. They have homelessness around the United States of America. I mean, rent are too high even a postal employee of a Seattle cannot find an apartment in the Seattle area, and she's homeless. I mean, she lives uh, 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 in her van, and sometimes, of course, she, you know, she sleeps in the outside as well too, if it's not rainy. I mean, this is a story of our lives. I mean, nobody nobody wants to pay attention to that, you know. So they sidetracked us always. And regarding Donald J. Trump, you know, he also, you know, he changes the thing. He changes the old NAFTA to new NAFTA. And then uh, different, uh, you know... Uh, rules and regulation, he changed it and he put his seal of approval on it and say this is the way we do it. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing, but a little bit the content change because a little bit of content change, we are all say happy and uh, etc. But actually, he went to the NATO. We know that he goes to NATO all the time, and then. After that he goes to China and Russia and today also was Russia for Minister was here in United States of America. So you know the new world order of Trump basically is a little bit different than the new world order of the Democrats. But at the end thing is pretty much is the same. I mean the content is changed. I mean, China and Russia and United States wants to be, and also Saudi Arabia wants to be the head of the uh, global world order. And sure. he said it, that, that, he, that he's a nationalist. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know uh, the fact, the uh, Kushner. Every move that Donald Trump makes, he is right there, like a. Uh, watching him like hawks. I mean, we see he, when he reads, uh, the, uh, you know, when he talked about uh, uh, the terrorist act uh, against uh, Jewish uh, in uh, New Jersey, Jersey City. You know, and we had a kind of unannounced martial law. Uh, over there for a couple of days in Jersey. And then it uh, still is closed. Everything is closed. And then, uh, you know, he was reading from the t- uh, teleprompter, and Kushner showed was in the right side of him, or uh, depends where to view it, so maybe left side. It doesn't matter. But he was right there. Watching him every. I mean, yes, we understand. Uh, unfortunately, uh, that you know, some of the things you may say, uh, it, it makes sense. But the question is, we are one way to another. We have issues we have problems. Um, New World Order is the New World Order. Whether it's the Trump New World Order or uh, Hillary Clinton New World Order, is all the same. Maybe content is a little bit changed. Go ahead, please.
3: Well, one of I mean, and I agree with you know, the beginning, especially the beginning part of your statement. I mean, we definitely have the, you know, different nations, you know, us, Russia, you know, China, especially, you know, who you know, want to be the the hegemon of the world, and you know, now and if, you know, of course in, in the future, and there's there's certainly plans on on that happening. You know, I think the folks that I you know talk about you know, new world order is that I think the United States needs to do what you know it has to to maintain uh, its position, and and I, that's one of the reasons why I think that this whole you know concern about Russia is that yeah, there's someone I think we should be looking at at our periphery uh but i don't think that we should be spending as much attention on russia uh as we as we are and i find it ironic that um you know and we're not hearing a lot from obama which is which is probably good but uh but he remember he did say when he was running against uh, uh romney in 2012 you know hey the 80s want their their cold war back And there really wasn't even even, you know, during the head of Obama administration, not that much concern uh, with Russia. And and frankly, I contend that there isn't. I don't think Russia is. I mean, besides, yeah, they got all of these nuclear weapons. But so do we. So, I mean, I think that's kind of uh, I I don't want to get, you know, be so blase as to say a a moot point. uh, But I don't think that Russia is as much of a concern as is what is being you know put out these past three years, and I find it ironic that you know that they discontinued you know or not discontinued but you know they kind of discounted Russia until this whole thing with, with with Trump, who they really and this is what Trump is trying to do, is Trump is he he focusing on the right nation to keep an eye on, to keep the focus on, again keep Russia in the periphery, but China is really the nation. So we really need to be in our focus. I want to go as far as saying our crosshairs, but I think that's the nation what we need to watch out for.
0: Uh, Yes, uh, both nations actually we need to watch, but at Central Saudi Arabia, we are in the bed with Saudi Arabia. Do you remember that he went to Saudi Arabia and and he danced with the MBS and with the uh, sports Do you remember that scene, please? Or if you don't, please, I ask your people, YouTube it, and hopefully they can find it. I mean, that was the very first trip he made. So, you know, Saudi Arabia, do you know Khashoggi? Khashoggi, the the, uh, journalist was killed in the embassy of Saudi Arabia in Europe. And uh, I believe it was Turkish, I think, or uh, uh, Turkish, I think if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, uh, that's part of Europe, too. Anyway, uh, but online, uh, I mean, when we, we had a terrorist, you know, um, act, uh, act against our troops inside the Homeland in, uh, you know, Florida, and, you know, we just took many of them right now, uh, over 500 uh, Saudi uh, pilots. Uh, they are not at all uh, going to base anymore. And then why? I mean, why we should just say, "Oh, okay, that's happened." All we know is that the is okay. You know, we are not. If it was any other country, we are right now uh, through. 24 hours strike force of United States, we were right now bowing that country to the Stone Age. But if it's Saudi Arabia, it's okay. Can you answer me, Suzette? Go ahead, jump in, please.
3: Suzette, I mentioned you, if you want to chime in on that.
6: About Saudi Arabia? I think, yes, yeah, we yes, should be yes. keeping an eye on them, definitely, for sure. Um, today, um, Sudan... It's going to start pulling out of Yemen, and they're following the U.S. lead on that um, because we've actually been helping Saudi Arabia, you know, uh, bomb Yemen and take out their people. But um, so something's going on as far as right now with Sudan pulling out because they have they have better things to do. They said basically they're they're into building up their country and their people, and that's not their war and so that was one of the reasons why they were pulling out following the American-U.S. Uh, League. So that, I guess that means we'll be pulling out, too, or, you know, not help anymore as far as the Saudis take um, out Yemen. But, um, yeah, this, uh, yeah, China is a really big threat, and and definitely the Saudi Arabia. So, I mean, people, I understand also. that we have to make uh, trade with these countries And what they do in their countries, they do in their countries with their people. And, frankly, it's none of our business. Um, We can't be the world police. I mean, when, um, you know, if it involves the U.S. in any way or allies, we have to think about what the consequences are. But concerning Saudi Arabia, I mean, here, you know, we have things happening like the towers September 11th and and other things. It's just not good people and we continue to do business with them, and that's fine. It should just stay on a business level and and leave it at that. You know, if they get involved in anything, we don't need to be there to back them up. Just, yeah.
0: Suzette, okay, I have a problem with you. I have a very big problem with you because uh, when we know uh, that, uh, you know, uh, Saudi Arabia is, as you mentioned, you know everything about what Saudi Arabia does, and then... On top of it, we, why we put new troops into their home country right now? Are we anne- are we are we annexing? Are we annexing uh, Saudi Arabia to United States then? Because it seems we put so many troops there right now, um, close to at least fifty, fifty if not hundred thousand people, and they keep putting it ten thousand, twenty thousand, and I mean, if you add it up, I mean. It's close to 50 to 100, less estimated. Let's be honest.
2: Why? Yeah. What the well, hell? Well, quite doing frankly,
6: all? Trump wanted to pull out of a lot of places and close down some of the bases that we have around the world because they're not really necessary, not all of them. But every time he tried to do that, he got blocked by the Pentagon. So the Pentagon has kind of gone rogue. And there was a recent leak of Pentagon papers that showed that the generals and the people that run the Pentagon and all these wars. We're lying to not only President Trump but President Obama as well, as far as how well that they were doing um, fighting, you know, in these wars that where we were at, as far as ISIS and Al Qaeda, and we weren't. And they knew it, but they lied to the presidents, telling them we're doing fine. But there was no main objective; they could never answer as to what the main objective was, and they didn't even know what the main objective was, according to the documents and their communications. And so I don't hold Trump responsible for that as far as the, the troops going. Yes, he signs off on it, but there isn't anything he can do to stop it. He doesn't have the power to do that, and, and he should because he's a commander-in-chief. But we've already seen what happened when he wanted to pull out of Syria. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say.
2: So,
0: so, so you agree, we have agreement uh, here then. Regarding of some of our differences, but we are agree tonight many in many many uh, Shapes and rounds right
2: Yes Okay, I agree That's
6: That's why having ties Saudi Arabia, yeah. you know because if we're supposed to be uh, self-sufficient That's energy-sufficient, then yeah, we should cut out
8: ties with them
0: Okay, good so then uh, That's fine. I'm not looking for differences. As you see, I keep looking for similarities tonight. I mean, differences we may have. At one point, we always have differences. You know, in your place maybe it's rainy, maybe in my place is sunshine. Differences is always there. There There's nothing we can do. Go ahead, please
2: well uh, we
3: I ended uh real 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 quick uh real quick, uh, real quick uh, uh programming note uh we are about yeah a little less than nine or a little more i should say uh nine minutes uh until we get to the top of the hour, whereas if you're not called in and I do see other people in chat, I'll go to that purple pill because I did have to uh kick him out, and you know how rare that actually happens uh but I did have to kick him out because he's just being disrespectful, and you know that's not something that i uh, that I'll allow, allow here And so I did kick him out So he won't be able to call in. But if you're out there and you'd like to join the show We do got about another hour uh, You can welcome to call us at 347-945-7428 And if you'd like to get to the show Just push the number dial And of course you know I'll get you in And then also uh, make sure your phones are charged Because unfortunately after the top of the hour If uh, the phone call drops uh, We would not be able to uh, you know, bring it back in or you won't be able to call in. So if you listen to the chat, your audio is actually going to, uh, you know, go out in about eight minutes. So if you'd like to, you know, at least listen to or be a part of uh, the next hour of the show, again, give us a call at 347-945-7428. Um, so let's go ahead and bring uh, uh back to you, Suzette, and then we'll bring it over to Kelly and then, uh, well, you know, move forward from there. Go ahead, Suzette.
6: Oh, I was just going to tell Mike um, that, yeah, we we have differences. People, you know, across the world for that much. But um, there are commonalities because we are all are human for the most part. (laughs) For the most part, except for Democrats. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) But the health thing, you know, like uh, Mike and I had a conversation on another show last night as far as the health thing. And that, you know, no matter what we try and do right now to eat healthy and and. Exercise and do the right thing so that we can live longer, you know. Um, it almost doesn't matter because the air, you know, with the aluminum barium and the water with the fluoride and whatever, but we all agree that, you know, something has to be done to clean up what we eat, what we breathe, and what we drink um, because that <clears> sustains <throat> all of us. And so we were in agreement about that last night. And so just as to address Mike as far as
0: the differences and, and the commonalities that we have. Back to you, Robert. Yes, we have to celebrate our diversity, indeed, and, differ- and look for commonality. I mean, be, uh, I mean, at the end, we want the same thing. We want happiness. We want good for uh, yourself, for all the people around the globe, uh, and you know, we want. Uh, nothing bad for your neighbor. We don't want uh, good. Uh, all the good happening for everybody. We want, uh, you know, peace, tranquility, justice for everybody to come. So the question is, you know, but, you know, yes, Donald Trump did a slowdown war machine of the United States. That's true. But, you know. Uh, still, we are, you know, uh, guarding the puppet seeds in Afghanistan. Am I right or wrong, Suzette or uh, Bart? Go ahead, please. Uh,
6: Kelly, I'm going to kick that one to you, or Robert.
0: <laughs> or oh, Robert, yeah, sorry. Well, I well, no, out. no, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can call me Bart, too. Uh, yeah, Kelly, give, Kelly, your name give me in. your name in. Give sure, me your it, name it's Robert. Please, I forgot.
5: Yeah, that's
3: right. Yes. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Kelly, and then I'll chime in. About Afghanistan.
5: Well 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 Mike, I wanna reach through the phone and shake your hand because I work with the homeless. And I've do- donated thousands of professional time to get a building permit for homeless shelter. Um <clears throat> talked to a couple of homeless folk yesterday, just hey, how you doing kind of stuff? Even a couple dollars, that's your kind. I will agree with you that our inner cities are I want to say dying um, when you pack people in like sardines you're just going to have problems Thomas Jefferson said when the cities in America get <clears throat> as large as the cities in Europe you're going to expect the corruption of Europe to come into America and uh, the <clears throat> I actually have two permits it's been a while since we t- talked Mike and I, I do uh, like some of your perspectives yes, sir. And, uh, yeah, I but you since said. we last talked, yeah, I, I've gotten permits for, like, tiny homes. If you watch the tiny home videos, um, it's 16 by 28, Cost 30000 yes, in materials. And so we got a building permit for that. Tiny homes, you can't really get permits except in very few jurisdictions. And so that is one way to solve the problem. California has actually uh, – they're working on laws to allow two homes per parcel, whatever the parcel size. Now, that can really, really help. Um, So, yeah, homelessness is a big issue, and I've mentioned this before in the show. Well, I'm I'm a civil engineer, and I've done land development, subdivisions, and Um, da-da-da. They have choked the supply of land. This happened in 1972 with the Subdivision Map Act. Combine that with the Environmental Quality Act, and it greatly choked the supply of land. So within 10 years, housing prices tripled, almost tripled, and it's frightening what happens when you choke this. Yeah, so if the states or counties could have policies that allow land development a lot more quickly, then we would have less expensive land, and we would have uh, more homes going up, and people won't have to work two, three jobs to afford uh, a tiny apartment like in San Jose. So that is <clears throat> that is one of the biggest, you know, pet peeves I have. Why are these homeless homeless? Well, there's all sorts of issues, mental health issues or drugs. Sometimes they're injured very badly, but a lot of times the pressure of, of paying their mortgage or their rent is so severe, they just give up. So we have to revise our land development policies to unchoke the supply of land. Does, does that make sense? Uh,
0: yes, sir. I have no problem. Especially, mm. I think it was one of the states uh, that they uh, trying to ban giving food to homeless people or some kind of. I mean, only if you are in the church mm. or some kind of mosque, you can have the food, but you cannot uh, uh, say feed them outside. Is that true or
5: false? Go ahead, brothers.
2: <clears throat>
5: well, I don't know what that has happened, but if, I was, if it was against it's the true. law... Yes, it's it against is the what law.
6: State. If you were to make a bunch of sandwiches and pass them out to the homeless if they were at the park or in front of a building, you that's against the law. If you have, a, state? If you have a center or a hall or something like that, some type of building where you have them come in, you can see them there, like a soup kitchen type thing. Well,
5: in LA, there was in LA, somebody was handing. Um, this was a year many years ago. Somebody was handing uh, sandwiches out to a whole bunch of homeless, and the sandwiches had poison in them. <laughs> had, like dozens of homeless die. Wow. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, yeah. Uh, but anyway.
6: Uh,
0: exactly. I mean, it can go both ways. Unfortunately, I mean, in today's society we are living, you know, <laughs> I mean, trust. They have taken trust from us. And also, they bombardment us with 5G network and 6G network and pure life, which in the very near future, I mean, within a year, uh, already pure life is here. I mean, many companies... Uh, uh, if you go to, I mean, you you're, you just use, you say, okay, let me connect to their internet. That's already light. Through the light on the top of uh, your head, the internet is coming. And so everywhere you go, you have the internet. So uh, pure life fee, I mean, the bombardment has now been, but they sent uh, 12,000, uh, I mean, uh, SpaceX completed. 12,000 uh, satellites around the globe. is a teeny satellite they sent. There was uh, two times they sent it. First, 6,000 package and then another 6,000 satellite they sent it recently. So, 12,000 total. And then, you, I mean, they are going to bombardment us again with the radiation from the atmosphere too. So even if you are someplace don't get the 5G, 5G or even uh, uh, close uh, to 4G, even if you get, you think, oh, you're good. Or even your home is a 5G network. They come and put the instrument in your home and you never question them. And then as a result, you already have a 5G network and you see you can go, uh, go to sleep at night You are quarrelling with your wife, your husband, your family members, and you are you have a lot of agitation. You have a lot of uh, thing. Instead, you you if you if you are not computer uh, literate, call them. Say, I want my wireless off right now. Wireless off, and then you use of the four ports you have, wire it down through your house. Easy. I mean, they they can do it for you, or, you know, you can buy a big one from, you can see how many feet or foot uh, you need, and you buy it, and you connect one end of it to the mother and it still is working, it still is, but it's non-wireless method. And you have your cell phones on top of it, too, which I advise, you know, at night for sure you take it off, I mean, uh, or at least put one the close by. That's it. And the rest. So you help yourself by that way. Go ahead, please.
5: Yeah. Well, another thing I want to compliment you on, Mike, is obviously you're doing research and I've been concerned about these radio frequencies too. Um, but the, uh, your study of the new world order is excellent and they love to get people fighting against each other and distracting you know, the major corporations that uh, run things, the corporations that lobby government to bend government for more profit. And Bastiat, he was a French uh, economist and mathematician. He wrote uh, The Law, which is a fascinating study. And he warned about corporations, and he he saw it happening all over the world. He did admire uh, America because we seem to have a better control over the corporations versus the corporations spending the will of the government uh, for the corporate profit. And I see it in the building code. It's a forced sale of a product. You know, you want uh, Owens Corning or some insulation company wants a record year. They pass a code, that they increase the R values, um, and that means more insulation, special insulation. So they hire their lobbyists and they get it in the code, not necessarily in the legislature, but in the different like California Building Standards Commission and other places. It's not about the environment. It's about profit. Well, sure, we use less fossil fuels when we have them better insulated, but that's they hide behind the environment for their own profit. There's so many items I don't have time for in the building code. It makes things go so dang high. And so the corporation, so Bastiat summary, he said, the state is that great fictitious entity By which everyone seeks to live at the expense of everyone else. And he went on further to say, you know, that everyday people have to pay when the corporations are able to um, pass laws for their profit. And he said only a few, Bossiat was saying that, he didn't talk about the 1% and the Occupy movement upset with the 1%. Bossiat in 1850 saw this coming, he already saw it happening. And he was saying back then, again, 1850, he says only a few people, a few percentages getting wealthy off the middle class and everybody else. When it goes to the banks, the banksters, the banksters, oh my gosh, they love the environmental protection, whatever, because then prices go up and up and up. Safety devices for your home, prices go up and up and up, and the banks get more interest. It's mind blowing actually a, a, a liberal friend a liberal friend alerted me to this many many years ago she's a plan checker we did a couple of projects together and she alerted me to this I'm like what ever since then you know objectively open minded I started looking at this and I'm like oh my gosh and then in, in Lincoln warned us about this Jackson warned us president Jackson 1830s 1860s Lincoln his letter uh um, oh, well, Signal, what's his name His letter to a friend, he said, I'm I'm concerned that corporations are going to take over the country. Sherman, Antitrust Act, President Taft warned us about this. Roosevelt, FDR, he definitely did some good things. He warned us about the corporate control. There was an internal fight amongst the Democrats. Some of them did not want FDR as president because he would would restrict the power of the corporations. It's mind-blowing. Republicans, Democrats… Jefferson, all sorts of, you know, Jefferson warned us about banks issuing the currency of a nation. So a greater threat uh, than standing armies on American soil are banks issuing the currency. <laughs> it's just mind-blowing. And it's, it's, it's been going on a long time. And so I applaud you for understanding the New World Order. Did you hear
2: about
5: uh, okay. people uh, so, who
6: have land? I'm sorry. Did you hear? It just kind of goes to what you guys but, were talking about. You, people who have land, whether you own it, uh, bought it, or in the process of buying it, or inherited it, it's just a slab of land, nothing's on it. And so, let's say you wanted to park your trailer there, and you decided you wanted to live there now, and you're providing for yourself, you just wanted to be left alone, and you, but you can't do that anymore. Not here in California and a couple other states. You have to, if you park your trailer there, or your car, or whatever it is you're living in, you can only do it for three months, unless you're showing that you're building. You know, a dwelling uh, in the process of building it or building it, and then of course, you got to get all the permits and all this other crap. But other than that, you can only do it for three months now on your own property. (laughs) I can't Uh,
5: believe that's in in California. Both Suzette and I are in California, there, Michael, and um, it's worse than that. and, again, why can't you live on your own property in a TP or an RV? Well, because the banks don't get money. And exactly. I have a client who a, – a client, they were living in a well shack. They have a nice 20 mm-hmm. acres out in the country, and they were living in a well shack, him, his wife, mm-hmm. their, their boy. And mm-hmm. code compliance comes out, and this is a very independent-minded county, okay, more libertarian, but they you know, mostly Republican. But it's a Republican, independent-minded people. And we have allowed this code compliance where if you don't comply, they can charge you $1,000 a day, yeah. $1,000 a day for non-compliance, And so they could have faced a fine of $1,000 a day for living in their well shack.
2: Mm-hmm. And they
5: came to me, I wrote a letter. I've done these code compliance projects and we did a, a design, a 16 by 28 house and they've actually built it. I've actually helped them build it a little bit. It's been kind of fun, but they, they were told, after 30 days, you have to get out. If not, we are going to arrest you. For what? For living in this well shack. We've been living here a couple of years, and been no problems. Mm-hmm. There are some concerns. There are some concerns about terrible construction. wind comes, blows down a structure, electrical cords start a fire. The fire burns, you, know, 1,000, 10,000, 50,000 acres from poor construction. I can understand that. But when you threaten to arrest a man and his family for living however they can, this is ridiculous. I mean, yes, Mm -hmm. I understand the need to protect fire in California, but at the same time, $1,000 a day and arrest somebody for living in a well shack?
6: Or living on your own land the way you want to, to to do as you please? (laughs) It's your land. Right. Well,
5: yeah. Well, it comes down to land. You know, I do land consulting. Land. And land use is sacred until you harm your neighbors. Okay, well we used to have judges in every small town to deal with these little pissy fits of, well I don't like the way your your yard looks. Well let's go to the judge. Judge says that's his land, leave him um, alone. He started a big fire, went over on my property and burned my house down. Judge says, okay you you, you need to build them a house now because your carelessness on your land caused you to burn down your neighbor's house.
7: Land and land <laughs> building a house is going to stop
5: that <laughs> well, land and land use is sacred until we harm our neighbors. Define harm, but it's you think about the um, the banks make more money I mean, imagine if you could live on your property in an r v for a few years, you're saving what thousand bucks a month in uh Bay Area it could be two three thousand dollars a month. Yeah, you have what a
2: couple acres,
6: you're out in the boonies,
5: not bothering anybody. Right. So you can save up money to build a permanent structure, but they won't let you do that. But if you have a building permit, you can live under your RV. If you've got a well, a septic, and temporary power from a building permit, then yes, you can live in an RV and build your house. But it, it's – we, we – Land is more than just four corners. Land is also can I use it? Can I dispose of it? Do I have access to it? Do I have water rights? Um, you know the planning departments in the rural areas, I believe, are from the pit of hell because they have went for the the banks and the banks charge more interest. The difference in cost in this sixteen by twenty eight, they're building it themselves. Okay, versus a a 1,400 square foot standard bread and butter, three-bedroom, two-bath house. The difference I figured out, if they hired a contractor, sign here, he builds it, bank loan. The difference in cost is $150,000. Um, and by the way, this county, they've, they've backed off on code right. compliance because he's, he's making progress. And he's building and inspection comes out every now and then. And code compliance people leave yes. him alone.
0: Uh, Yes, absolutely you're right, my friends. but on top of it, uh, war on the drugs are fraud also. I mean, once we you know protect the poppy seed in Afghanistan, I mean once uh, you know and uh, I mean
5: everything that's happening why a lot soldiers drug. are committing suicide that's why soldiers are committing suicide. they were, you know signed up to, to defend Israel yeah. and defend the country, and they're, and they're defending poppy seeds. That's why they're committing suicide. That's one
0: reason why they're committing suicide. Yes, sir. And, and, and at the same time, you know, we... Uh, I mean, they keep saying, oh, we captured, uh, say, a thousand uh, pounds of, uh, uh, you know, puppies uh, or whatever, hashish, teriyak, whatever you want to name it. <laughs> anyway, bottom line is have they ever burned it in front of the TV station and public? Never. Never. Just they, they take it and then sell it through, uh, back to their own people. So it's a, um, uh, you know, it's, that's why we have so much problems. We are uh, 5G attack all the time. Uh, and 6G and pure life becoming coming and then attacked by all of this. Then, you know, how much can we take? That's the problem.
5: Well yeah, I mean I don't un I, I, I can understand that the people in the inner city are getting very frustrated and antsy. Um you know. Oh by the way, Trump recently uh he's working for school choice. Hmm. Um,
3: yes. Yeah, that that's a hot yeah. top topic for me.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's working for it so that people in the inner city well, can go several miles away to school, and it'll really help a lot of people. And you know, a whole other well, thing let, let me road. ask you
3: this. I mean, I I I I know how school. I, I believe I know how school choice works here, uh, Kelly. But maybe you know more on it than I do. Through at least what what I what I know of school choice, and and this is certainly a big uh, a topic for me, and, and that is. Is this where they get vouchers from the government so that these kids could go to uh, private school, to charter or is this schools. where they can actually pick, or is this where they can pick what public school they go to? Both,
6: so, because there will be charter schools that will be private and do charge where the government would take the money that would be used for public school, and that money would go to the charter school, which is.
3: Well, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Why don't I get any money for that then? <laughs> No, yeah. seriously, so, I am. I am you know, so. I, against, I am so. I am so against this school. I, okay, it's what I thought it was. I tell you what, I don't agree with Trump on everything, and this is one thing I don't agree with. I am not. I am not a supporter of school choice. I think it's bullshit. I think it's crap. And it, I tell you what, I, I, I seriously. Seriously, I think, you know, I think it's it's just, oh man, there's not a lot, well, there's some things, but this is one of the things that burns my ass. There's times, you know, during, especially during August and September, where I work literally every day, except maybe two days in a two-month period, where I'm not working so I could send my kids to a private school, and then you get these people who don't work as hard as I do, and they get money to send their kids to the same quality school that I go to, that I send my daughter to, that's bullshit. I, I, I mean, seriously, why do my tax dollars got to go to pay for someone else's kid? That drives me absolutely insane. For people who don't have kids, or people whose kids don't, don't have kids in school, or people like myself who sends their kids because I work my ass off to send my kids to a private school, we should get, we should get a tax refund for the money, you know you know, that we spend – on, on paying for other kids' at school, it's not my responsibility. So I'm going to go on a tirade here because this is one of the things I'm passionate about. Is that you know, you know, I work again. I work my ass off to get to take, have my kid get to a uh, uh, you know a private school, and then I have my tax dollars, which I don't think is my responsibility to make sure someone else's kid goes to a pup goes to a private school. You tell me how that's well, fair to people yes. like myself and people it's who. Not,
6: it's not fair, but you're also still – you're paying for private school and you're paying for public school right now, and it's not right. It, you know, well, yeah, money. I should get a, t- I it should get a, t- a tax refund. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you have no kids or your kids are grown and they're no longer in school, then, yeah, <laughs> or if you're paying for private school and not public school, then, yeah, you should get that money back or not have to pay Absolutely. it. Absolutely, and,
0: and there is that – Another uh, attack is on uh, public right now uh, in your USA, mostly right now, called vaping. V a p p i n g, vaping. I mean, they, uh, you know, they keep giving uh, our kids vaping, and then uh, so far, I mean, United States and also Canada, I mean, over hundred p- people died as a result of vaping. And, you know, this is another uh, problem we have. I mean, they keep giving us problems. Into it's problems, not my problem.
6: I don't look at it as my problem. I think, if, you know, your kid is babying, well, your kid, your kid, your responsibility. It shouldn't become everybody's but, responsibility. Well,
3: and, and, not, and, I and, and I've but, seen this, and, and, and I see, and and here here's what I've seen in my, uh, you know, my, my sister. She lives in an area where they do school choice and they do the voucher program, where basically these inner city sc- kids, okay, that weren't. Come on, let's not mince words. Let let let's have some. You know, and I'm not saying we don't have honesty here. We do, but I'm going to be completely honest. You have these inner city schools where the kids aren't nearly as disciplined as you know. Let's say that I've disciplined my disciplined my child, okay, and they're. I mean, and, and they're sent to these private schools where they don't have the discipline, they cause all kind of havoc with the kids and get in all kinds of trouble with the kids, you know, who are there. They disrupt the school because they don't really, frankly, they frankly don't know how to act in that atmosphere, okay, because they weren't raised, and this is all the parents' fault, you know, because they weren't raised by the parents, you know, to respect other people's property and respect other people, and so they don't. So they cause a lot of chaos in this school, you know, and, and I, uh, seriously, that's why I don't believe in busing, you know, when when busing was a big thing here in the United States. I think that's, uh, you know, I think that's ridiculous, you know, just well, like wait, this, this know killed, the you, because they don't, if they're not paying for it, how can real quick, uh, uh, Suzanne, how okay. can these kids and how can these, these parents, you know, appreciate and they don't appreciate, you know, get, getting these benefits of their kids going to a, a, a private school? but they don't have to work for it. If they don't have to work for it, how can they possibly appreciate it the way someone who works their tail off like I do, you know, in order for the kid to go to private school?
2: Well, the
6: charter schools that they have now, they take so many children, they have a strict discipline code with these charter schools, and when—and their parents have known right up front what they're expected to do as far as uniform your kid has to be on time as a parent you need to attend these meetings teachers call every night after school to make sure that they don't have any questions about homework or if they need help or whatever they're on it and the ones that don't follow the rules if they miss a meeting a parent meeting or something then their kid is gone and then they have a lottery for that kid's replacement and so you have people that know the rules for the charter schools but not public schools now the regular public schools as far as school choice goes that I don't agree with because, like you said, as far as you're transferring kids into in to disrupt another class that could have been somewhat productive, um, you know, maybe not great, but it's at least a better education than the kid was getting before. But if the kid's not going to sit still and disrupt the class, there's nothing that public teachers can do. And I don't agree with public schools having uh, unions for the teachers. I mean, that's bull when they can strike and walk out anytime they want. And the teachers in the charter schools they have to be up to par when they hire them, and they have a training period. And if they during that training period, um, they can be gone or even in the middle of the school year. There's a whole I mean, when you look up online charter schools, you'll see what they've done with them. Right now, I know that um, Katrina when Katrina hit that whole area in Louisiana, um, that they all they went straight to charter schools. Every single school in that area has a charter school, and so. They have rules, and the kid gets suspended or has to go to a different school, and so the parent has to deal with them, but they're not going to let the education be you know, uh, disrupted uh, by by any kid, for that matter. And But the kids are excited to learn, and so they behave. For the most part, you have the ones that choose that they talk about that they have to let go and replace. But, um, yeah, yeah, they're
2: really
6: and,
3: involved. And, 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 and I get that. you know, And, and I get that. My, I mean, my, the, the biggest crux, and even beyond that, the biggest crux, is, you know, you, you, you get the, the the parents who you know look, not everyone, you know, I and this is gonna sound callous, and might sound elitist and frankly I don't care. You know, not everyone deserves to go to a private school. You've got to work your ass off to get you know, to get your kid, you know, especially when you're middle class. I say this all the whole time. I'm as middle class as middle class goes. You know, I'm not some high pollutant. I don't make a ton of money. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer I'm a middle middle class ghost. But you know what? I work two part time jobs, you know, during the summer and then one during, one you know, during the summer and then one part time job during the, the school year, you know, to make mm-hmm. sure that my daughter could go to a private school. But I work extra mm-hmm. for that to happen and then they have someone who just works their part time job or doesn't work any job or even just has one job that, look, Frank, look, I mean, as I said, I'm not going to sign the latest, you know what? I worked my ass off to go to college so I can make enough money, you know, to, to send them to school. I mean, I, I, went to, I went back to my 30s. I spent the majority of my, you know, young adult years taking care of my parents, and then I was in my 30s when I went back to college. I had no life for four years because all I did was go to school, take care of my kid, and work, you know. <laughs> I had maybe three, three and a half hours a week. Yeah, you know, personal time, but I did it, and I, I, I beat it out for for four years, you know, sure. and then I got my degree, so I was able to get that that better paying job, you know. But then you got people who just aren't willing to do that, and why should their children? I so it might sound callous, but I don't care. Why should their children benefit the same as mine when they didn't work nearly as
6: hard to get there? True, but the charter schools that we're talking about aren't aren't private private schools, like you know. School that your daughter goes to, or Christian private schools that are out there, or any other type of—not that type of private school. I'm talking the charter private schools, um, which I know it doesn't mean anything as far as money goes because the money you're still having to pay that. But as far as them getting the same education, walking into the doors that your daughter walks through, um, those vouchers would not cover that. They, you know, they would have to pay. Oh, they do here.
3: Oh no, they do. They do here in Ohio. Oh no, they do. My my sisters tell me how there's people on vouchers who go to uh, no, they they go to the same type of private schools that my daughter goes to. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean you you have to qualify by, but that's the thing that's the kicker. You have to qualify by you know not making a certain amount of money, and then and then you have to live in a school district that's considered a failing school district for like two years in a row or something like that, you know. And then you know, but here's the thing. Like there there was one year where my daughter's tuition for high school and I know this could be higher for grade schools or higher than, but my daughter's tuition was 11,000 this was like 4 years ago. My daughter's tuition yeah, yeah about 4 years ago. My daughter's tuition was $11,000 a year for a high school tuition. Holy
4: crap. Jeez.
3: Yeah, 11 grand a year. That was the first year. The second year was $13,000 a year for high school
2: yeah and you crazy. know i
3: i i i had to, yeah I had to pay for all that, I paid for all that, but then you get this kid who went to a public school and because they their parents didn't make enough money, you know, and the 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 school district was a failing school district for two years, the government basically gave them an eleven thousand dollar check to give to the school so that their their kid could go to the same school that my kid went to. And I'm like, that's bullshit. I'm working, I'm working my full time job, two part time jobs, so I can afford to have my kid, you know, make that extra money to to, to send her through school, and and they they they, they don't. Uh, that just really bur- that sir, that that really bothers the hell out of me. Because seriously, I mean, it's just like I took all the steps so that I could give a better life for for my kid because I was willing to work hard for it. And then you get you know people who 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 you know didn't do the same thing. Being able to get the same benefits, I, I just think that's BS. But yeah, I mean it's, it's it's that much. My daughter's my daughter's high school costs less and costs more than some state colleges. So
6: <laughs> well, I guess it kind of goes to the whole thing of you know the children deserve to have a, a future to be educated properly. That, that's not my responsibility.
3: That's not my responsibility. I understand that. And
6: if that's the case, they need to do something about the school system so that they don't have to do that, substitute, you know, as far as paying out of pocket. I think, you know, the idea of people who, if you have a kid or kids, then you you should be responsible for them as far as paying for them to go to school, whether it's taken out of your taxes or whatever. But those who don't, you know, have... I guess they assume that they have some type of responsibility to society as a whole, uh, what happens to those kids and and what they'll grow up to be. And so, you know, they're putting it on everybody when it's the responsibility of a kid. You know, what happened to individual responsibility and accountability, Mm -hmm. you know, out the window (laughs) when it comes to parenting.
3: Well, and that's why I think that people who have no kids, or let's say they don't have any kids in school anymore – They should get a tax refund for all the, you know, property taxes because that's how they pay for the schools here through our property taxes. And let me tell you something. The district I live in, you know, they're they're always going for a tax levy. They're always looking to increase the tax levy, you know, to get more money from our property taxes to go to the schools. You know, And, and what's ironic is, you know, if the tax levy fails, they always seem to find a way to find the money you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so i i mean i've I've never voted for a tax levy for 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 schools why 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 would <laughs> I want to raise my property tax? Yeah.
6: Well, we have the lottery here where but, i mean but. millions and millions of dollars are collected off of that, but the money that's supposed to go to these kids' schools, and that's what the purpose of having the lottery was for was to have money for the for the public schools for the books and everything and then they haven't seen that money you know it's a tax right. fund for your California government and that sucks because yeah. they're always asking every every election year more money for school books for more schools to be built you know it's mm-hmm. like, well, what happened to all the lottery money I, <laughs>
3: right. I have a question break. for you guys yeah go, go ahead Mike
0: right now it's a Christmas Merry Christmas to everyone worldwide and especially to you Robert Suzette Kelly and your listeners you know Right now, we can see that, you know, in matter of fact, I mean, in our cities, why they have to collect toys for the kids, why we have to, you know, give the $10, but you buy an empty bag so they can feed other people. It says so, but I, we don't know really where the money goes anyway, again. But at least, uh, I mean, we know that this, they do disperse toys uh, for kids, etc. I mean, why we have to be so much poor that these things should happen to even you live in inner cities? I cannot understand it. What happened to the United States that before everybody everybody living a decent life? I mean, there was less killing, less uh, theft, less uh, uh, crimes, etc. Now, Uber drivers I, in United States, uh, they have so much uh, sex, sexual crimes on them, or Lyft drivers, etc., on them. And you know why we have so much become like a uh, basically become like a Chicago worldwide. I mean, uh, uh, well, USA and, and, and especially. Go
3: ahead. Uh, and I'll and i yeah, and I'll answer for that. I mean, the other folks about what they what their thoughts are, but my my sure, thoughts sure. are Please. that is, is it is it comes down to this: people aren't made to be responsible for themselves and their families anymore. The government has made it so that you know they made it so easy for people to rely on the government instead of relying on themselves, and having kids rely on the government instead of the you know the government um, instead of the the children relying on their parents. Okay, they you know and, and so what used to be the the work of charities and churches, the government wanted to take care of that. The government you know they, they want as much as many people here. You know, the government and mainly it comes from one party. Want as many people to be dependent on them as 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 possible, because they want them. They they want to have a constituency. They want to have people who are going to vote for them and keep them in power. That's what happened. They they just want to take away people's personal responsibility. You know, for you know for themselves. And I think that in a large part, you know that that's what happened. Uh, we'll bring it, then you see that, and then, Kelly, what you think happened.
6: I agree. I mean, I would also add that um, because people started to rely on the government, the government said, okay, we'll help you out, but we're, it's going to cost you. So we're going to take a little bit more out of your paychecks. So now you don't have money. People don't have the extra money, you know, the few dollars to donate to charities, the charities that would help people that were in, in need, because we all know that every now and then, you know, People become down and out and not through, you know, their fault totally, um, you know, as far as companies have been moving and now their job, they don't have a job. But doesn't mean that they can't get back on their feet, and so that's what charities would be there for. But now there are less charities around. There still exists, but there are less than ever before um, because people don't want to give as much. They're trying to hang on to what they have because they don't know what's coming next as far as down the pike from the government and how much more they're going to take. And and it's sad. It's sad because we were a giving population, a society, a loving society, compassionate society. But when we have to hold on to every penny because we don't know what's coming, it's hard to give. And we don't give as much, if at all. And, yeah, because nobody's, you know, taking care of themselves like they should be. Again, there were charities out there that would help us in need, but there are not as many out there anymore. So I agree with you, Robert, as far as so what happened and the lack of personal and, responsibility and, they, and accountability.
3: And, 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 and real quick before Kelly jumps in on that, and, and, they, and, and not only, and they expect it now, though. That that's that's another thing is people, you know, it's not something where it's a lifestyle. It's not where they're like it's not a hand up anymore. It's basically it's a multigenerational uh, generational, multi um, generational lifestyle that 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 the that, that the people live i mean welfare you know parent is a welfare child and the welfare child becomes a welfare parent and their children become welfare people you know and, the, and so that that's just how they live and they've made it where they give so much money that if you're on welfare i mean you can live you you know comfortably i mean you're not you're not going to starve to death you're not going to freeze to death your kids going to get educated your kids going to get fed no they're not going to be able to go you know do the nicest things you know but, you know, mm-hmm. now you'll have a cell phone, you know, you have these kids have cell phone, they'll have transportation, you know, but so they make sure they got enough money to have where you can, you can have a living off of it, you know, but you certainly can't. Um, so they made it like, well, why work? I got a fa- I got food in my belly, I got a roof over my head, I got, you know, cable, you know, I've got a phone. Like, I mean, really, I mean, I, I mean, if I'm, if I could be satisfied just living, you know, a basic life. I can I can do that without working. So why? Because they
6: disincentivize the working. Effort, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But to your point, now with President Trump saying that he's going to cut the well SNAP program, the food program for able-bodied single and you know couple people who do not have children, they're able-bodied to work. He's cutting that. They cannot. They won't qualify anymore. And if it, they do, you have up to three months, well. and that's only if the state applies. But the uproar about it, oh, my goodness, you would have thought that just Trump was just saying no food for you, You've no opportunities for you, you're going to starve to death. No, they're able-bodied young people or, or people that mm-hmm. are capable of going out to get a job. Oh, well, what, about, get what, what
3: about when Gingrich mentioned during the debates in 2012 when he said kids would have to work as janitors to help pay for their education? For their training, there's a big uproar about that. I'm like,
2: uh,
3: so they got to work for what they get. What the hell's wrong with that?
2: (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. Here's the the thing.
3: Yeah, how dare you? And here's the thing. Let me tell you something. And I'm normally not one to toot my own horn or, or or to, you know like my daughter's horn or anything but let me tell you something you know now my daughter's not a straight a student but she gets her she averages about b she she averaged about b's in her in her class and she you know she's about she's a b student and she works 24 hours a week while she's a full-time student at school she's not in college she's in high school in high school she works 24 hours a week while Mm -hmm. she goes to school while she goes does it you know does her homework and maintains a B average. That's great. You know. That's great. You know. I
6: think most you, of it you know, is, but for her at her age, I mean, in this generation, that's that's pretty good.
3: You know. So I mean, you know. So I mean, I really can't really complain about any of that. You know. But it's it's and it's not easy. I mean, there's times where she's not getting to bed till twelve one o'clock in the morning because you know she'll work till nine. She'll get home and eat dinner. By the time she gets out of the shower at ten o'clock, she's doing her homework for two three hours. After going to school, going to work, and then coming home and doing, and doing homework, and then getting back up at six thirty the next day to do it all over again. You know, but you know what? That in, in my experience, that's pretty rare. Really? In my experience, these days that that's rare. I don't see, I don't hear about a lot of kids who do that.
6: You're right. These days, yes, yes, you're right. You're right about that. Well,
5: I have some good news about that, Robert. Is that your daughter's gonna have a really good business sense, whatever she does. Common sense and business sense. It just okay. work does something to you. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. When
5: I was on a farm, raising a farm. I had my own livestock. At one point I had eighty head of livestock. Forty pigs and forty sheep, that's what I can say. I come from a long line of Jewish hog farmers. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's 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 good to work. I mean, if she has a vision for her life that motivates her, that she wants to get a good education, get into college, pay for college. I even worked in college as a computer lab monitor and construction, a couple summers, and uh, see what else, um, odd jobs, things like that, make a little extra money. Mhm. I've 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 seen a lot more. Adaptation to the business world—they they pick things up quicker. Um, they can see by working they obtain a goal. I have a, a lady friend in Santa Cruz, and she is very successful financially. She worked like crazy. got uh, another friend locally, and, they, her, and her, her and her brother would do a paper route, but that was to help her their their single mom to you know to get by, and they and they saved up some money too. And so there's this and and, and my my friend. Locally, she's got an enormous amount of common sense. And so, yeah, it's it's a real good thing. And, well, I kind of go back to if we were more sp- spread out, say larger parcels, half acre, one acre minimums, you know, and people could, I don't know, grow food, grow herbs, grow uh, you know, oregano, thyme, whatever. You know, you got the classic other herbs standard, that they're you. Know, <laughs> <laughs> Other herbs? Well, marijuana. Go uh,
2: yeah,
5: I'm
3: sorry. Bars
5: together, yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, it's always the wacky tobacco, but that's another story. <laughs> California is actually going for in- industrial hemp. And Good. that's going to be a big boom to the economy. You can make plywood out of it, oils, all sorts of things. Anyway, but yeah, the uh, if we could have land such that people could – instead of 40-acre minimums. You know, like two acre minimum, five acre minimum. Then you would get more people out of the city, and they would have this uh, better work experience. I mean, I was, you know, raising livestock. You fix things, you do this, you do, you charge, you scoop manure. Um, <laughs> and by the way, my son just happens to be a descendant of people that are. see, I come from a long line of long line of Jewish hog farmers, and I figured, you know, he's coming up to age that we should have a bar mitzvah. So we should go ahead and kill the fat and talk.
2: Yeah, well, the, oh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Robert, it.
2: Your,
6: your daughter's getting ahead of the game. She's ahead of the game right out the gate as far as from college because she's getting this work experience, real world work experience. An excellent work ethic.
2: Yeah.
6: And just being able to adapt to the real world, whereas you have these other ones that have been coddled all the way through elementary, junior high, high school, and college. In fact, I just did a show Tuesday about college students. You have Harvard students that are graduating that did a commencement speech, and it was actually a commencement skit that they did relating a boy-girl relationship to, you know, breaking away from school, superficial, clueless. And then I did a commencement speech from a high school, a private school, uh, King High School I don't know, I think it was King something anyway, and this kid was he thanked everybody, he thanked on his staff, he thanked his parents, he was grounded, he was, you know his speech that he gave talked about the experiences, he described the experiences in school, the things that he learned It was just really in depth and I could tell that kid's going to be successful whereas these other ones you could tell or just I don't know where they're going to end up with their hand out somewhere on the corner I guess but uh, yeah, you just the night and day from from a kid that is cared for and you know pretty much like you do for your daughter. You're giving her the education that she deserves to be successful, and that's rare. So good job. Is, is there
5: something? Yeah, good job, Robert. Is there something that's motivating? Oh no, I appreciate no. just yeah, the way.
3: Well, well, for one, I mean, she like, I mean, two, two, two things. The, the, I mean the what yeah, two things motivate her. One, she she does like to have uh she does like to have spending money, you know, as any you know, teenage girl does. Uh that's one. Two is um she works at a drive through at a uh um, at a chili place and she also waits tables. And every night she she works one or two nights a week waiting tables and she's putting that away for college. So the 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 the, the tips she makes is for what she's calling her college money, so she's putting that away. And then uh, last year, as you know, um, I sent – now, last year, I sent her, again, working my butt off. Uh, I sent her to Italy last year. And um, and so, you know, this year, you know, the school that she goes to is offering a school to Greece. And, uh, you know, I told her, I said, well, I said, if you want to go to Greece, I said, you have to pay for half of it. And she said, okay, yeah, I'll do that. And so, you know, she's also working and, you know, uh, doing that. Where she's paying half of her trip to uh, to Greece for next year, and then she's got a car payment, so she pays. I mean, she pays half of her car payment. I pay the other half. She pays for half of her car insurance. I pay for the other half. And then if you know some other things come up, like she she broke her iPad the other, you know, her iPad one day. And I said, well, you broke it. I said, you know, you, you got to pay the the money to get it fixed. And so she, you know, she paid the money to get it fixed because she broke it. You know, so that that those that motivating factors.
0: Uh, so, Robert, you, uh, last time, last year you said that uh, I think she was uh, ill a little bit before the travel. So I, I, I know your show was cut, and so she's okay? Some
3: help. Yeah, she did have some health uh, things she was dealing with for about a year, year and a half. Um, and just, there was a time where I did have to take a hiatus to, uh, to address it. Um, you know, you know, she, we, you know, it certainly was a family ordeal. Um, you know, we did get through it. Um, you know, so she's doing, you know, she's doing really well now with it. Um, you know, real, you know, real proud of her. She's, she's gotten her, you know, gotten, you know, through that and, you know, she's still, and then she, she did have, you know, she had to have surgery earlier this year. That was another part of it because she had, uh, had surgery. Uh, that she had to have and, you know, but she, you know, she threw that and, you know, she's, she's doing well. I appreciate it. Thank
0: you. Okay. When she went to Italia, Italia, right? It's Rome. She yeah, went Rome, she right? was there uh, the, yeah, this past summer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So can you ask her that what was her encounter over there? And maybe you can give us a report, honest report about what she's saying. I mean, like if a person in Italia, for example, you know, get sick how they handle it in italia did she mm. I'm sure she studied i mean i'm sure she she saw many things because she was inside the inside the room italia, so therefore she should be able to see everything i mean and you say how the people were to each other, you know where they you know, ask, shouting at each other out there because of the uh, political division, or ec- uh, economic division, or social division, etc. You can ask her a lot of. Uh, you interview her, maybe, and maybe you can give us an honest report. Uh, next yeah, time. you
3: can see what she says on Who that. I mean, she's only there for ten days, but she did a lot of traveling and stuff like that. She did a lot of sightseeing, um, there. Yeah. So I mean, it was it was an educational trip. I mean. It wasn't real long. It was only 10 days. Um, but, you know, she went to a bunch of different places. Uh, you know, I know she was up right. in. You're, – you're probably familiar with these, uh, Mike. And she was Capri, and she went to the, the the Coliseum, and then she went to the Vatican. Um, right. You know, see a lot of those exactly. places. Her general
6: observation. Yeah, okay,
0: yeah. Okay, yeah. but but I'm but sure she must be pick up something. I, I mean, it's like antenna. Well, she, you know, well, like she she she, yeah, she, yeah, she antenna, well. an, antenna, Yeah. Well, she knew ahead, how open ahead. they were
3: about some things with all the nude statues around. She didn't make comment about that. <laughs> There's a city that okay. had all kinds of nude statues there, and she was like,
0: "Yeah,
2: I can't believe how many
3: right. naked statues they had in this <laughs> city. They're all over the place." <laughs> ah,
2: culture. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's like, I, I mean, and, the, and also because of the Vatican, but that's why Vatican has a wall. <laughs> just kidding.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if they had it, but this was in, um, was it Venice maybe or, or somewhere? I can't remember where she said, but uh, she said, yeah, there was like right. just a bunch of naked pictures, especially guys. She of course I mean, she noticed that for whatever reason, but no. <laughs> awkward.
2: Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh well, of course, well yeah. you'd be surprised but, but some sure. of the conversation <laughs> me and her has had. We're we're, we're very. <laughs> she's very open. We're very, you know, about you know, conversations uh, that otherwise uh, I think a lot of parents don't have uh, the, the same conversations that her and I have sometimes about. Sure. openness. I oh, meant no. awkward <laughs> in
6: the sense of she's seeing all these statues. Like, oh, there's Abby,
2: another one. Uh,
0: oh, Abby, there's uh, another one. <laughs> no, I know. But uh, can you ask her when she went through the? Checkpoints uh, to get oh, to yeah, the plane and and vice versa. Vice versa. How was the difference? Was it any difference? Was it a, I mean, a, I mean, when she entered the country, I mean, was it easy? Was it because I think she went with a bunch of the people? But anyway, she did. Uh, yeah, um, she went with a big group. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 And it's even a bigger so group going to Greece this that.
3: year, so. For
0: next right. year, but uh, but be careful, maybe she never come back again. Nah, uh,
3: she's c come-
0: what do you mean? Yeah. I mean, I mean that she might find a boyfriend there. <laughs> and she's gonna Oh bye-bye. yeah, no, 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 like no. well. Yeah, well she well but now that yeah,
3: she'll be yeah, she'll be she'll be eighteen so uh, she uh, nah. yeah but uh, she's got so well she's she, you know, she's seeing somebody now, so we'll 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 see what
0: happens
2: yeah, yeah but I you, understand. Know, you know
3: you no, know what no, you how no, that goes you know no, no. <laughs> when you're young
0: but 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 but, but you might uh, because of her you may get uh, european union uh, card uh, permanent residency,
2: and oh, uh,
0: you may get it too, because you are connected to her too, so you know
3: well let's, Ireland. <laughs> I don't to really <laughs> be interested if it was
0: Ireland. <laughs> that's but I funny. do see um, Ireland is, is uh, where, where the beer is. Beer, are beer, everybody drinks beer.
3: <laughs> there you go. Well, that that that's fine with me. But I I do see what time it is. I yeah. got only about mm, eight minutes uh, before I have to close things out. We got uh, all of us on the line, so I do like to have uh, you know people have the opportunity to you know do you know our closing comments tonight. Uh so first what the way I'll do uh do we'll go ahead and Mike and, and give you some closing comments. Um and then <laughs> uh, Suzette and then Kelly and then I'll I'll you know close things up for tonight. But he, I mean you got plenty of time. Each got about, you know, two minutes for closing comments, you know, about all the topics we discussed tonight and of course we will go from there. Go ahead, uh do that, Mike.
0: Yes yes sir uh, Robert. Thank you very much for allowing me to be part of your show and oh, it's great to hear uh, very from you respectful uh, thank you respectful show you have and I have only just a few shows that I know uh respectful as yours uh, as well too and uh bottom line is we everybody wants to go get a, have a good life. Everybody wants the good things for uh, neighbors, city, state, and country, and eventually for the whole world. But the way we want to get there is maybe a little bit different. But at the end result is the same thing: we want happiness, peace, justice, tranquility, love, harmony, for for ourselves and plus, you know. Our, for our city, for our state, for country, and uh, around the globe as well. And so, bottom line, we have to look for uh, less than differences because differences always will be there. But that's, you know, we cannot much uh, do about it, you know. But similarity, it's good. It helps us to grow. And become friends and to understand each other better, and we use each other' experiences and encounters to share and you know hopefully we can find some common grounds more and more every time and hopefully we get to that point. Thank you
3: well, thank you very much uh michael' uh welcome to to come on the show we're we're always happy to have you uh go ahead uh Suzette.
6: Well, there is a bit of good news as far as prosecutions go, or actually just indictments for now, criminal indictment, Uh, a FBI lawyer that had messed with an email that went to the CIA that could have actually stopped the whole investigations that they were doing because it said that Carter Page was working with the CIA, and what he did is alter that email. And said, no, he did not work with the CIA, which meant that they could continue investigating to see if he was a Russian agent. And he sent that email um, to the FBI. Oh, I okay, it so a CIA lawyer, sorry, that sent it, to a, um, sent it to the FBI so the FBI could continue to investigate. So he was caught. That was in Horowitz's report and showed that he was referred for criminal um, prosecution. And uh, oh, so and that'd be good. Ukraine, good, maybe there will be
3: consequences yeah. for some people.
6: Well, it's only one, but you know, for now, I'll take it at least it's something. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, other than that, I think we're in good shape as far as the Senate goes and the impeachment thing. I'm not real, real worried about it. And uh, as far as the corruption goes with Biden and his son, and Pelosi and her son, and it's just the Democrat Party that you just got to put a big C next to it said corruption. And uh than that, uh, peace out, and God bless everybody, and have a wonderful evening. Back to you, Robert.
3: Well, thank you very much, really appreciate it, Suzette, as always. Um, and I know that uh, next – I think uh, – yeah, I mean, we'll have a show next Wednesday, but I don't think we're going to have the show – uh, the following wednesday because it's actually going to be christmas <laughs> so there probably will be two wednesdays right. in a row ne- next next week I you know what it's crazy next week is probably the last show uh for not only the this year but it's the last show of the decade is probably next uh uh ne- next week because of course <clears throat> uh, the that, the the Day after that is uh, Christmas Eve, and then uh, the, I think the Wednesday after that is uh, New Year's Day, I think, or New Year's Eve. I don't. I think it's yeah. Christmas Day is uh, the Wednesday after next, and I think New Year's Day is the uh, the Wednesday after that, or New Year's Eve, or whatever. But I know there'll be two Wednesdays in a row that <laughs> we will not be having the show. Uh, now, if it's New Year's Day, we we may, um, but if it's New Year's Eve. More we'll be doing because, let's be honest, he's going to be listening to a podcast when they're going to be bringing uh, in the new year with their family and
5: friends. <laughs> <laughs> True.
3: Okay, yes, Kelly, sorry yes. if I think of time you got you get some there. And then, <clears throat> we, when, if we got time, Mike, we could bring you back in for that. Go ahead, uh, Kelly.
5: Sure. Well, I just said, oh, you know, I like to sometimes end with humor. And uh talking to somebody today, they were talking about the deep state. I didn't hear him very well, and I said, Do you mean the peep state? It's <laughs> i said, I'm spying on people's lives. Oh, <laughs> well, anyway, I'm glad to hear Mike again, and uh, look forward to hearing some Thank more things. Thank you
7: very things. much. You know, Likewise. Yeah, what
5: you've you know, you discovered about the uh, the New World Order, and uh, you know, maybe Trump is exposing the New World Order, and that's why they hate him. I don't know we shall find out in a few years. Watergate was fascinating because the books were written afterwards. Um, All the President's Men with uh, Robert Redford and uh, Dustin Hoffman playing uh, Woodward and Bernstein. That's just a good movie to watch. It's absolutely fascinating, award-winning movies. Uh, And by the way, uh, Woodward was a Republican at the time, and Bernstein was a uh, Democrat. They actually work together to expose corruption. So maybe the R's and D's can work together. But I guarantee you, Trump is probably not going to do anything unconstitutional. Oh, by the way, libertarian plug right now. Oh, by the way, Trump won't do anything unconstitutional or unethical, probably now that the microscope is on him. So that's a good thing. But, you know, there's complaints earlier about the Democrats not passing laws. And, and Congress is in a deadlock as a Libertarian. I'm like, hooray, <laughs> government's not growing. <laughs> yeah, and I know a lot of
3: folks want, want that. And so we'll uh, see the time here, see how much time we got left. Uh, we'll have the end tonight. I do every night. And that, of course, was with the song by uh, Aubrey Ashburn. And uh, I, I really appreciate everybody uh, giving us a call. And you had one thing real quick up, uh,
0: there, Mike? Yes, 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 yes. I want just to say to Suzette and others, uh, Kelly, that I believe he, they live in California. That you know, at 12 and 12 and twelve second tonight, it will be full moon officially. So yeah, it's it is. it's going. It's very very interesting that it's it's 12, 12, 12, and 2019. So that's the exactly. Yeah, and I'm
5: yeah. In, in California yeah. at 12:12. Okay.
0: Yes.
3: Yeah, yeah. Wow. It, well, it's like that here and uh, where I'm at, but unfortunately I missed it. Because I wasn't uh, having you guys on the show, but that's okay. Uh, with the, <laughs> thank you very much, folks. And, again, we'll hear the get our song here by Aubrey Ashman, and maybe I'll try to sneak outside to see uh, the moon, even though that that time passed about 42 uh, minutes, Gail. But but thank I you very much, it. and good night.
0: Still, you can see it. Thank you very much.
3: Bye-bye. Good night. Thank you. Good night, thank everybody.
5: You, good night. Good night.